time to get geeked up. It's time to get geeked up to stand up. Comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. What's going on, geeks? And welcome to the third annual Geeked Up Oscar special. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is the alley to my Jackson, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome my Sam Elliott voice. <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. We're very excited to be here for this special. Liam and I have our uh, tuxedos on. We're ready to go. We adjusted each other's bow ties for the, one another. Yeah, we've got a. I've got a red carpet outside the closet. We are yeah. looking <laughs> our. We got our Sunday best on. We rolled getting a, ready for the Oscars. We rolled it right by the old classic uh, prize closet. <laughs> I'm gonna get Devin. Uh, I'm oh. gonna try to get Devin all uh, tipsy on champagne and see if he says any off-color things about celebrities, Kathy Griffin style. That's uh, right. Let's see if I get banned <laughs> from hosting next year. No more return from that Devin guy. We'll get into that too. We'll get into a lot of Oscar stuff, a lot of movies we're excited to look at. But I guess we should say now, just give you a little warning or a heads up that if you're a little confused listening to this episode and wondering who the hell this Devin and Liam are <laughs> and why their classic hosts D and Swaggy Q aren't coming at you. Yeah, and where's the other guy? Yeah, where's Vince? <laughs> where's Vince, D, and Swaggy Q? Well, you're right. You are listening to the wrong Geeked Up podcast. <laughs> Yeah, if you're looking for Vince D and Swaggy Q, out of luck. You're yeah. stuck with uh, stuck with Liam and Devin. This is the Oscar special, not the uh, Nicole Kidman versus Amber Heard, which is a great too. episode, by the way. Yeah. That it, is. it really is. I guess if you don't know what we're 30, talking about, thirty-one minutes of magic. That yeah. Nicole Kidman. It really is. It really is. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, though, it turns out uh, another geeked up podcast has uh, popped up out there <laughs> on SoundCloud, no less. Yes. Talking all about geek culture, including anime, including which anime. is one of the things that is left out in our show. I guess the only time it was ever mentioned was Andre Davi once brought it up. Yeah, Yukio. <laughs> yeah. Yukio was one of our classic Andre Davi suck MC rap challenge. <laughs> Still taking them suck MC emails, by the way. They uh, make a point, though, to talk about that they talk about anime on <laughs> theirs. We talk about anime on yeah. this one. Like, so there is a there is a dueling geeked up, yeah. But uh, but fear not, we got a lot of feedback on the uh, on the email. And what's that email ag uh, address again? There that is the geeked up podcast at gmail dot com. That's the geeked up podcast, folks. Got to put that the in there. But a lot of people have. Uh, a lot of our fans emailed us, though, there with their feedback, letting us know about the Geeked Up, wondering what's going on. They're trying, they're figuring there's kind of a beef. They're assuming there's kind of like a yeah. East Coast, West Coast, Biggie and Tupac beef between us and the other Geeked Up show. But yeah. the truth behind it is that's actually our show. Yeah. It's like a spinoff. That's kind of our Daria to uh, me and Kevin, <laughs> right. Beavis, and then those two jackasses are Daria. Yeah, the Frasier uh, to But it is you. our show, so don't worry. If you listen to that, it is still yeah. our official list. Swaggy Q, D, and Vince were just filling in while the tr classic. And Vince is really the magic of that show, by the way. Vince yeah. is really He's been, uh, the, uh, the glue that holds it all together. Swaggy Q, amazing. But Vince, yeah. 
And <laughs> Vince is yeah, he is. Vince is uh, he's been uh, reading Marvel since '95. You know, he uh, first episode he said. Yeah, it. since I was watching professional wrestling, he was reading Marvel, and uh, I can really <laughs> yeah. relate to that, Vince. You yeah. know, we can go back. Vince is old killing school. It. But uh, they currently have two episodes out in our absence. Yes, the, uh, so check those out. Like Devin said, the one features the episode good talk. Episode one is episode one. Episode one. <laughs> episode two is uh, Amber Heard versus Nicole Kidman. Yes, I mean, who is not Referencing to the to Aquaman, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. So that was a, uh, that's a fantastic job. They did a good job standing in for us. And we uh, thank again, thanks Big yeah. D, Swaggy Q, and of course... Vince. <laughs> of course Vince, as we're calling him. Yeah, but yeah, seriously though, like if anyone has any idea, like how to, to get a hold of these guys, though. Yes, we followed them. We've tried to get in touch. We wanted to get in touch yeah. with the, we, the Geeked Up Show. We put the email out there. We followed their page. I like. I tried to put a comment on YouTube, but uh, I couldn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> they had a video out on YouTube. Episode one is on YouTube, also. So nice, nice. if anyone finds can get these guys to get into contact with us, <laughs> we'll you know have them keep making you know Joey to the, our friends podcast episodes <laughs> in the other dimension in a very geeked uh, Earth four sixty two the other geeked up podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Truth be told, we would love to meet. Yeah. The uh, I guess the truth is it's really not a spinoff, and we really would love to meet. <laughs> The other geeked up boys. So yeah. definitely, we hope if they if they do listen to the Oscar special, then uh, definitely hit us up on the email. Say what's up. Yeah, look at all our Facebook. We want to do page. like a jet a Jetsons Flintstones style. <laughs> get us all on one show in a hilarious yo 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 off, as yes. Devin says. But Swaggy Q, Liam, yo 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 off. <laughs> But definitely, so shout out to them and check them out. Yeah, for sure, check them out. They're uh, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, thirty one yeah. minutes of magic. Like thirty one, yeah, episode one, thirty one minutes. Check them out. That's about all they got for us. So uh. <laughs> yeah, tell them to keep going out too, there too, man. Just find us an email if you can even get us an email for them. Did you have a theory that they were Canadian? Was that I a- did, I didn't. I forget. There's say someone says something in the second episode, and like Toronto comes up, and I was just <laughs> like, "Whoa, are these dudes from Canada?" <laughs> so. We'll come to there. They'll come to us. Yeah. We'll make it happen. We'll meet halfway. We'll meet at the uh, Niagara mean, Falls. Yeah, they're the they're the Canadian geeked up. I yeah. guess it's like... Uh, We're going nationwide, baby. <laughs> Keep a lookout for... Franchising it off. There. Chinese uh, geeked up broadcast <laughs> is in talks right now, too. But I guess with that, though, with all this geeked up talk, we are here. Like I said, we do have the tuxes on. We want to get into this third annual, like I said, geeked up Oscar special. Yes, where we're we think w- it's the third annual. By the way, we haven't exactly, yeah. we haven't gone back and done the research, but it's somewhere thereabouts, yeah, fourth the, something, third, second fourth. maybe. It's one of those. <laughs> yeah. It's second through. We've fourth. done one before. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, <laughs> the tuxes are a little tighter than last time, but yeah, that's true. My gown is uh, is not as form-fitting as it once was. But if you're not familiar with uh, you know, what we're doing with the Oscar special, if you didn't listen to the last one or the last three, we uh, <laughs> gather here in anticipation for the 2019 Oscars, and we go over a lot of the uh, the main categories, the big ones, best picture, best director, stuff like yeah. that. We you leave know. sound editing for Geeked Up 2. <laughs> yeah, the Canadian <laughs> guys handle the uh, yeah. sound editing one. <laughs> But, uh, of course, I guess this goes without saying, too, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you've ever listened to the Geeked Up podcast, we throw some spoilers out there. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, spoilers coming in. We, this is the one warning you'll get. Yeah. Before the next thing you know, we might very well just tell you what happens at the end of yeah. Jaws. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Enough Star Wars talk, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just to give you a heads up, we do do it. It's just too hard to beat around the bush. Be like, but that one part, yeah, ooh, yeah. you'll have to tune no, in. That's true. This is a show best enjoyed upon yeah. seeing all of the movies. We will kind of run through it movie by movie. I, I suppose, guess so even saying if we, we if we bring up a movie that correct. you haven't seen, maybe fat, like sw- uh, go five minutes ahead on the icon button and catch us on the next movie. Also, but, Bradley Cooper kills himself at the end of. <laughs> Star is born. <laughs> now let's get into it. <laughs> so with all of that, <laughs> all right. So I guess that sets the tone for the. Uh, there's your first spoiler. Yeah, there it is. Of, uh, get it out of the way. It's happening. <laughs> no I, heads up. I was going to was gonna try to soften the blow with the whole Jaws thing. Uh, yeah, no way. <laughs> let you know they make it out safe. We'll be coming in fast and hot. <laughs> fast and hot. But uh, I guess that just goes into saying that this year's 2019's Oscar is hosted, of course, by no one other than no one, it seems. No one's yeah. hosting the Oscars As this of year. now, we, we sent a couple of weeks out. They're, uh, I think they're saying that the host has yet to be named because yeah. they are probably maybe do some host by committee kind of thing or uh, find some you know last-minute replacement. I'm kind of hoping Billy Crystal comes out oh, nice. yeah. and does, some hilar- that, does that hilarious thing where the he makes a Broadway kind of song. Yeah, of course. On, and then I read a green book. That's a good But it wasn't really a rhapsody. <laughs> shut That's up. a classic. Crystal. crystal running in the scenes. <laughs> Come on, Freddie Mercury. We're late for the show. <laughs> yeah. Totally see it. It writes itself. Yeah, yeah. That's or a if choice. I, if he doesn't do it, I think it'd be great if maybe Hugh Jackman did it and did the exact same thing as Billy Crystal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> now, I think uh, Kimmel's hosted the last two years. He seems like an obvious ABC's be, go-to yeah, guy. ABC, uh, ABC guy as well there. So that would be an obvious one. I would like uh, Gervais to jump in, jump back in. Because Get Gervais back? Yeah. How about Chris Rock? Let's uh, Chris Rock. How about Kevin Hart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have been a good choice. Yeah. And I guess that is where, uh, I guess that's where all the controversy started was with, uh, with K-Hart. He was initially supposed to do it, signed on. Yeah. Then what happened? A couple days later. An older tweet of his resurfaced. Someone did the digging back from like a yes. tweet from like 2014. Dug up some dirt on him from 2014, released it. He catches lots of slack and then kind of like backs out. I'm not dealing yeah. with this. It's not worth the trouble. I've already apologized. Because he says that people are like, we demand an apology. And he's like, I'm not going to give an apology. That's what he said at first. He's like, because I've already apologized yes. for this back in like 2016. And also it did seem he was very kind of, uh, and rightfully so, but he really felt like he was kind of being blackmailed. I'm not going to apologize. I've already apologized for this. <laughs> Sorry, that was my terrible Kevin Hart. I thought I could do it. <laughs> it's not as good. Good as your, it sounded uh, great in my head. <laughs> it's not as good as your Jason Bateman, but oh, it was guys. Uh, <laughs> that was a good Kevin Hart. But he was kind of more <laughs> angry that it felt like he was kind of being blackmailed or like somebody had been kind of been sitting on this yeah. to then use against him. Well, it was very funny because even Ellen came out and was just like, guys, this is how, how crazy everyone is, too. Because like even Ellen came out and was just like, hey, guys, like give him a second chance. I know him personally. I'm Ellen. I'm fucking Ellen, uh, all right? Like, I, <laughs> I control you, people. I, I control you, lesbians. I came out on live chance. TV, you know, like, before it was, like, good. Like, she seems like yeah, you know, a sure. spokesman. And she put this whole thing out. I was like, give She's me a shot, She's got a smoking hot wife. Yeah, so everybody, sure. all the lesbians love that, you know? And after she said all that, everyone was like, fuck you, Ellen. <laughs> Who made you queen lesbian? <laughs> and really, they were like, no, fuck Your that. wife's not yeah. too hot anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... 
So then Kevin Hart backed out, and then uh, I think there was like rumor that they tried to lure him back in. There was like a brief rumor, yeah, that he was going to come back, gonna come back but then he, I think, again on live TV on Ellen or on somebody else, kind of like put his foot down and said, yeah. "Look, I'm not doing it. Move on." And this was at this point, like as we sit here in mid February, this was in like mid January. So they've had a long time mm-hmm. to yeah. replace him, correct? And they have either not been able to do it, or it seems like people who don't want to do it. It seems like celebrities have that. One one tweet they're all worried about like fuck (laughs) yeah i would love to host the oscars but i mean i think that is kind of what kevin hart was kind of raising there was a grander point that he was Mm. raising was that there's you know this mentality now with social media that everybody is kind of uh looking for a way to bury somebody else for like something that they may have said years and years ago and like you said i I think you're right i think a lot of people are scared to get their twitter account dug into right now i mean really let's be honest let's get caitlin jenner to uh host this thing and I bet if we look back low, far enough, old Bruce probably said some, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, absolutely, absolutely. It's tough to, you know, in this dating in the last, like, five years where everybody's every thought has been posted online for permanent record, it's tough to, like, you know. Now, here's my suggestion. If the, if the Oscar nominees or the uh, people that run this show are out there listening, uh, we don't have Twitter here at Geek Top Podcast. We uh, just never really got into it. And we, if there was anything offensive either one of us said, I think that was that swaggy Q guy. Yeah, exactly. That was the Canadian <laughs> Geek Top Podcast. So we'd be happy to do it. Yes. We think we'd be better than James Franco we and uh, Anne Hathaway. Definitely, definitely. We've got a good repertoire. We know the movies. Absolutely, absolutely. It would be one of those, like, the Sklar brothers. <laughs> thank you, thank <laughs> you. We'll do a good 15-minute bit about how Steven Root's not nominated for anything. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And yeah, then I'll whip out uh, the acoustic. We'll do a song. <laughs> yeah, of course and, uh... we'll do a song. I want to do that Billy Crystal thing where I am running through the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I think we got this nailed. We're throwing it out there. Yeah. We're just letting them know. Yeah, but so yeah, I guess as of now though, there's no host. Yes, as we go in, we will find out. I guess in a uh, in a week or two, I guess we'll find out in a couple weeks who uh, who will be doing it. And I think, like, yeah. I think, like you said, Jimmy Kimmel is probably the most he looks logical like, choice. Yeah, he's done in the know, last couple of years. Experience doing. He's based in L. A. ABC kind of you know go to guy. Uh-huh. But we're gonna treat this like uh, the rest of the geeked up Oscar special is pretty much now just an audition for me and Liam. <laughs> so uh, here we go, lights, camera, action. <laughs> the best picture nominees are. So I guess that kind of gets us into like we're just gonna look at the uh, the big picture, the best pictures. You yes. know, the big awards. There's a lot. Of, there's so many awards out there. Like we said yeah, earlier, like, like the said, sound later editing. We'll the... kind of run through our picks and give you all of the picks in these specific awards. But we'll kind of uh, tackle it. We'll approach it by going through the big movies of the year, pretty much the ones nominated for the best picture, and then within talking about all of those movies, we'll kind of get through all of the particulars thereabouts. Okay. And then later on, we'll run through our uh, quick picks of all the big significant awards, you know, but... So I guess that'll get us right into it then, and of course, this is the Geeked Up Podcast, so the Best Picture nominee, the first one that we're kicking it off with is, of course, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther, baby. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully we hear the award goes to, it's definitely the Geeked Up pick, Yeah, I guess, uh, spoiler alert, Geeked Up pick. 
picture of the year, Black Panther. Speak for yourself. I'm going the favorite all day, baby, <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> Black Panther, it's just for me. It's good to see. There's a lot of people out there that are just like, you know, it's a strong black African cast in the movie. It's good to see that. All of, like, the yeah. supporting cast are, like, strong African females. It's good to see that. And I'm just like, you know what? It's good to see an MCU it's good fucking to see movie. A comic it's book God movie. Damn it to see a Marvel yes. MCU no, movie. No, absolutely. That is, I guess, kind of Should the lead. It have been story. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I mean, it's arguable if we're gonna throw yeah. it out there. Black Panther I mean, in both. That is the kind of the lead. But I guess that is kind of the lead story here on the Geeked Up Podcast show. Oh, yeah. is it is the first ever comic book movie to get like the Woo! recognized by the Academy with mm-hmm. the Best Picture nomination. And I think Devin did kind of bring up a, uh, a good point, though. However, whereas for me, it is kind of a little bit of a bitter sweet nomination because I don't really feel I don't feel that it's really looked at as a comic book movie Mm -hmm. as much as it's kind of looked at like Devin was saying as this like socially significant black power kind of movie which is very like an interesting kind of thing because first of all these comic comic book fans we're pretty loyal and like you know there's that old saying people don't see color you know I don't care if they're black white or green we literally have a green guy yeah that movie could have been called White Panther I still would have seen (laughs) exactly I'm kidding I've seen every one of these I mean, movies since Tim Burton put out, you know, Batman in 1989. Exactly. exactly. And like, we'll see, we'll see the Hulk who's green. Well, there's purple superheroes. Like, we don't care what the color of the superhero is. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. As long like, as they kick ass and uh, follow decent exactly. moral code. So then this one it became this huge craze because but I will tell he's you, a black superhero, which a I think is just funny right there that like he's got an invisibility cloak, communicates with jungle animals and like travels through <laughs> dimensions into another universe and we just look at him as a black guy we're like can you believe this black guy is it's <laughs> like no mention to the uh the mystical magical powers <laughs> yeah. that he has yeah yeah just look at him basically like colin powell like wow he's really uh achieved so much in the see and i've always made the argument too that i thought like avengers endgame should have been up there but i've also kind of like doing research into all this Found out, I didn't know, Black Panther actually did better uh, box office-wise. It made more money yes. than the Avengers did. No, for sure. Fucking it made more Mind-blowing money. to me. Yes. Like, mind-blowing. Again, that's kind of a bittersweet part of the whole story. But here's the thing, then. I think the people, then, I think this is why I've been chant. I've converted, like, I'm on board with Black Panther being it because I think the reason that it does give it a good reason for it to be in the best picture category is people who generally wouldn't go out to see comic book movies yes, did go out to for see sure. this. My parents you know went I'm, out to see this because yeah, exactly. it became such a big But craze. Mr. and Mrs. Whalen weren't going out to see Avengers Endgame sure. the next week. But I, I feel mean? that that plays no merit. This is not in a, uh, the Academy Awards. First of all, I will even say that my previous feelings, and this show aside, where mm. it's a comic book-based show, but I really don't think that these comic book movies are Oscar-quality movies, and I love them. And they're super entertaining. Sure, yeah, and I, I don't think that. it says is any, like, mark on these movies to say that it's not an Oscar movie, but it's tough to compare Black Panther and Roma in any type of like film, you know, or the favorite, or the favorite, (laughs) of course, as example. But it became so it's not a contest of what it became of uh, how much money it makes, and I feel it's kind of a bittersweet thing as a loyal comic book fan that supports them, black, white, or green. Like I said, the only reason why everybody came, like the comic book, there's the core comic book fans that go see all of these movies. Exactly. So the reason why this one did so much better is because so 
many minorities went. So what sure. that kind of says to me is not that they're all willing to see the black superheroes, that they look at Superman as a corny white guy in tights and don't want to go see it. Sure. So it's just like the minority, like there's a big part of urban culture that looks at Captain America or the Thor as just like, you know, they're as not going to see that. But then, you know, like 18-year-old kids in the Bronx weren't, go, weren't coming out in droves to see Thor Ragnarok, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Iron Man 1, sure. you know what I mean? Or, uh, or even Avengers know, Endgame, man. like you said. But Black Panther, it became this huge craze where every oh, the whole urban well, culture saw Everybody went and to then, see it. Yeah, but it became about, such yeah. a huge craze that then, like, it became a, a pop culture thing where everybody had to see it. Yeah. Like, the momentum took off because, and I feel like the momentum started with the urban culture really embracing finally having a black superhero. They started to see mm -hmm. it. Everybody started to see it. Then it became, like, a must-see thing where you're a racist if you didn't see the black. <laughs> Yeah. superhero movie so my so my yeah, guilty I, white I parents ran out to see it like my only disagreement would be with just you saying that the MCU movies the comic book movies shouldn't be up on the best picture okay well that's a I different think story one of, I think it's a long time coming that one of them should for be for sure that, like, I don't yeah, think that this is the best one ever Avengers though. no exactly me neither but I think just I like think you Avengers said, was better than it, it. I yeah, think that recently Doctor Strange was better than it I think that Dark sure. Knight Doctor was Strange, better than it. That's a great example, man, of For one sure. that like should have been up there one Dark year. Strange cinema. Like, Doctor Strange visually alone was, was like, a lone movie you could have watched. For sure. Yeah. Kind of like Black Panther. Visually amazing. Insane. For sure. Very Way better insane. visually than uh, Black Panther. And it had Cumberbatch. The story had, was like far... You know, far less superhero -y, Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it was he, like its own outside kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was, really it was weird, more of like Inception. Like yeah, and very just like a psychedelic kind of mind fuck of a story than just like a superhero saves the day kind of story. Now, here's the thing though with Black Panther is that, like you said, we kind of be bouncing around like with things. Black Panther is nominated for Best Picture, but I think that's pretty much it besides like Best yes. Original Song or like Sound Editing. For sure. Or whatnot. There's yes. no Best None Actor in it, no Best Actress, yeah, no Best Director. Which everybody was up in arms about. Yeah. Which I can honestly, it's ironic because I definitely feel that a lot of those roles were much more deserving than it mm -hmm. being nominated for the Best Picture, which it got. You know, yeah. And all in all, I'm happy that it got, just like Devin said, I'm happy that it is knocking down the wall of getting the comic book movies a little bit more right. social respect and credibility. And I think that, like, the big takeaway that and that I'm so happy with about Black Panther is that most people were exposed to comic book movies through this and then uh -huh. walked out being like, wow, that was it's awesome. Great that movie. was a great movie. Like, it's not just a silly, yeah, like, I think it is a silly, high-action, high-octane ride, but it was super entertaining. And, like, I would be happy to go see another one or whatnot. Yeah, you know? I think the last so time happy like that this the Black happened, Panther exposed everybody was to when the uh, industry, but or to the genre, but correct. Yeah, I think the last time this happened for like big movies like that would be like the Heath Ledger Joker. Everyone went had for to go sure. see it because. But I feel that uh, definitely got, like he got the Oscar award for that. I do feel definitely that uh, Michael B. Jordan was probably definitely been worthy of a nomination as well for as sure. his little sister, whatever her. I don't yeah. know her name, like, but a supporting she actress nomination definitely. Like she was amazing in the movie. So there's definitely uh, definitely Forrest a Whitaker, in that one. totally robbed for best supporting <laughs> character. <laughs> Playing pretty much just Force Whitaker <laughs> always does. Yeah, <laughs> playing the last King of Wakanda. <laughs> Old goofy eyes. But I Forrest guess um, if we're talking about Black Panther, I guess the next obvious movie to talk about would be then Black Klansman. You know, okay, similar yes. titles, right? <laughs> Both start off with the first word. Yes, yeah. uh, different, uh, totally different movies. Yes. But um, Black Klansman, the one that was uh, starring Denzel Washington's son. Denzel Washington Jr. Adam Driver. 
You know, Mr. Uh, whiny Sith Lord himself. <laughs> I know. The man that personally ruined Darth Vader for fucking all... Uh... And then, of course, Eric Foreman, who's playing, what, David Duke in this movie, right? Eric Foreman. Yes, Eric show. Foreman who's from this, that like, Jesus show. Christ, dude. Like, you wonder taking a role like that. It's like, dude, like, how much <laughs> of this like, was... Very, uh, he plays it very... Uh, Topher Grace, though. For he sure. Was very Eric Foreman. You know? But it like, was more like I could totally see like Topher Grace saying this shit. Like it just was no, it, too yeah. natural for old Topher. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Anyone's name it who's felt like Christopher? When they the clan scenes. It should have been like done in the same that '70s show where they're all like quick. We're all, so all tan, right. Like saying yeah. racist thing around a table. You know, well, they're like, smoking a doob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the doob smoking scenes of that because it really did. Just like he seemed like, dude, have you not aged at all in the last 15 years? <laughs> yeah. Like you're still the exact same fucking fresh-faced. Uh... But um, now you had a hot take on this, and then you said it should have been called the Jewish Klansman. Well, I mean, yes, that was definitely to some extent, right? Uh, yeah, to some extent, for sure. I feel like when I, I feel like it, it was just it was a little false advertising when I heard about the movie. The kind of what they, what you know, all the talk was about about, about yeah. an African American guy that infiltrated the Klan. Yeah, I mean, too, it was like, like so I ran that? to the yeah. theater. How did he do it? Was, was he always wearing a hood? Yeah, did he, that was my takeaway. in Whiteface like was he so Murphy, charismatic uh, they didn't even care and were like, man, this guy is just a charming. Like, how <laughs> did he crack the code? And then I find out that he does it by making some Jewish guy do it. It's like, yeah, he has Adam Driver know, go in. Like, I just felt bad that Adam Driver, the Adam Driver, Driver character, got lost in the shuffle a little bit here. Sure, yeah. And buried by the. But they wouldn't have been able to have three K's in the title in a row <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah. it was called. That was the other thing, too, when I was writing this down in the notes today. I was just like, am I spelling this wrong? Like, <laughs> what's going on? But all of the. Because I guess that's what it's called. It's called Black. Black KKK Linsman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the official. I think title. I'm saying that right. Because really, like all that, at the end of the day, the Denzel Denzel son's character did was really like make a prank phone call, yeah. you know, <laughs> to the clan that somehow, like, he really, it like, really was more like the, it should have been called the Jerky Boy clan <laughs> than, than anything else, because that's, this is Frank Rizzo, I want to join the clan. Yeah, I, the, the, I the, hate the blacks and Jews, god damn it. It's all Rosenberg. Wait, I need a different name. <laughs> yeah. But, but it was, did Adam Driver then, like, have to keep doing that hilarious voice that he was doing? Like, now he has to do, like, a black guy doing a white guy hilarious voice. Where he's like, oh, yes, that's me there. Uh, gonna be joining the clan there, yeah, sir. Yeah, he had to do the deaf, the deaf comedy jam. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, dude, you're kind of killing me here. I talk like this. No, but I mean, once you get past the initial uh, trickery of the title, yeah. once the bait and of switch had been, and and then you find Donald, uh, the Adam Driver character, having uh -huh. to try to do it, then all of a sudden it turns into a uh, definitely great movie. Yeah, you know, and uh, high drama. Obviously, there was like there was heroism showed by both cops as well later on in the movie. But Denzel Washington, I don't know if they they said that it's based on uh, true stories. You say both sides. You're like there was terrorism shown on both. Uh, <laughs> I was like Jesus Christ, no, Trump. But they said that it's like both uh, sides had good guys. Valid <laughs> points. No, they said that it was based on on uh, you know true events, and I feel like they shoehorned the one really heroic thing from Denzel's son's character uh -huh. just to make it look like there was reason for him to be the top building of. Like, look, he's heroic too. Remember? Yeah, see? So I'm not sure if that part really happened or whatnot, but. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that Spike Lee would have him in the movie. He's always worked with Denzel. Yeah, it really makes sense for his son to. Be and the that next is a, uh, another 
big part of the movie was that it was a Spike Lee joint. Yeah, But exactly. you hear about it's a Spike Lee joint, and then you hear about the obvious huge racial connotation of the movie. You expected it to have been a little bit more serious in nature, uh-huh. but I feel this movie kind of had very much more of like a buddy cop kind of tone okay. and a lighthearted tone. Like a little bit of a Whereas, comedy. Yes, yeah. it was a very fun kind of movie. The, the language used in it was like really, I don't want to say shocking. That was a big thing that a lot of people said, like, can you believe how racist it was? It was like, yeah, it was yeah, about of course the it was. 1970s it was a Ku, Klux Klan. Ku Klux Klan. Like, it's yeah, got I, Topher Grace in it. Of course it's <laughs> racist. <laughs> I know, exactly. It's, it's, but uh, so, I mean, the, it definitely was like, but it, it became, the, ra- the language was so over the top and the racism was so over the top that it became kind of just like, you know, almost normal and the shock went away from it a little bit. For sure, And then yeah. it like became kind of the backdrop of the movie was this horrible racist stuff, but it had very much more of the tone Absolutely. of like a yeah. action, con- like an action buddy cop movie than like a do the right thing or a serious Spike Lee movie that deals with race in a real serious gotcha. way. Yeah, see, I've seen American History X also. I'm pretty much numb to all of that <laughs> at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, American History X, I feel, was a that. movie that dealt with race in a much more poignant way. I feel Spike Lee's made movies that deal with For race sure. in yeah, a much more poignant way. I feel like this was like, this was just more of a different kind of movie. You know what I mean? It was more, dare I say, fun. So, but it was like, and there was like a lot of laughs in the, like in the movie. You know what I mean? Like real my theater, Starsky and Hutch kind of. Uh, <laughs> it was honestly, yeah. it was very Starsky and Hutch esque. Where yeah. it was like these two <laughs> cops pulling off this unbelievable, like you know, undercover detail, doing like covering each other's back and learning lessons along the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was, but having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Still making time for a beer at the end Still of the day. Still smoking and joining with Snoop. But, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like along the way. Yeah. No, it exactly. was. Uh, so it was. You know. Then when you left the movie, you know, as you're watching it, it kind of had a more fun uh, take than when you left and you kind of think back about what you saw. It definitely did make you think and it was definitely was. It did have a lot of social relevance and a lot of racial relevance and whatnot. However, it was uh, presented in a much more fun... It was probably like Spike Lee's most fun movie. Sure, you know okay. what I mean? Like even 25th Hour and other movies that I love by Spike, they're not like, he got game. They're not like fun Yeah, no, movies. no, there's a very serious undertone yeah, in the end. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, people think it was um, good enough because he also got nominated for Best Director, Spike Lee, yes. for this movie. Now, um, no lead actor, lead actress awards for this, but I guess in fairness of what you're saying, the old switcheroo in the title, Adam Driver is nominated for uh, Best Male, what's it called, Supporting Actor. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you got a Spike Lee, Best Director, Adam Driver, Best Supporting Actor. Yep. But that no lead, sense. Denzel's son, no lead actor <laughs> nomination. Yeah. I guess because everyone Spike kept calling Lee, him I, Denzel's son. They're I like, know. well, I can't write Nobody learned down. his, his uh, real name. So. John David Washington, by the John way. John David I Washington. Think. <laughs> it's three names. Spike Lee, I definitely think, uh, was, was well-deserved for the movie in general. As mm-hmm. just the way that, like I said, he kind of was able to handle such a heavy situation in the manner that he did. But as well, I feel he is probably my favorite to win for Best Director based on the fact that he hasn't won it before. A little bit of a lifetime achievement, kind of Martin Scorsese style, remember a couple yeah, years ago? Absolutely. For The Departed, they gave it to him. For sure. Where I forget what was uh, nominated that year, but probably not like... Well, when he got nominated for his last time for the Best Director, it was, uh, I think it was for Do the Right Thing. Okay. And so it's been a long time. The then, movie that well. beat him out, this is a uh, going to be a great segue. Get ready for this. The movie that beat him out was Driving Miss Daisy. 
Okay. Oh, okay. But now the movie that's going against him this year <laughs> oh, wow. is The Green Book, <laughs> which is the yeah. next one, which is pretty much a backwards yeah. little reverse driving this Daisy. Yeah. I mean, there's not anybody that saw the, that saw the trailer that did not think driving Mr. <laughs> oh. that did not think driving Mr. Daisy like <laughs> 100%. So yeah, so that's uh, The Green Book then. Yes, I guess that's where we'll go next. Is um well where we're allowed to go next. And that's what we need the green book for. <laughs> uh, see what I did there? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's uh, the title of the movie, obviously, is the green <laughs> book. But I guess what the green book is was, I guess, back then in the South, there were certain restaurants and hotels. Yes. that uh, It was an African-American traveler's hand guide. Thank you. That they could, <laughs> that said that gave them, you know, the uh, restaurants and hotels and whatnot that were uh, that they were would be allowed to stay at, and that is the, uh, I guess, what they took the title of the movie. It is the story of, however, this uh, classical pianist uh-huh. who is embarking on a an African American classic pianist who is embarking on like a, t- a tour of the pre segregated Deep South. Circa like you know, ni- like the early sixties gotcha. or whatever. Because he loves to be risky. <laughs> exactly. Because he loves to put his life on his on, on yeah. the line on for the his line. Uh, for his, his art. Playing yeah. a little piano. Yeah. Playing a piano just wasn't dangerous enough for him. Yeah. So he wants to. And you know my theory on that is that you know I get it. You're going to the south. You're uh, you're facing adversity. You're proving them that you will not be told where you can't go. I'm gonna play piano there. But in my eyes, it's just like, you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> if you're super shitty yeah. and racist and you don't allow black people in your restaurant, then you don't get beautiful music. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Well, I mean, that is definitely the whole crux Wade of the Bogs. movie <laughs> is uh, kind of him showing that discipline and whatnot. Like, he needs to yeah. finish off the tour in order to get paid. They've got to go to all the different stops you know, and actually successfully perform along the way where he's faced with all sorts of, like, racist encounters from every club owner or whatnot. Absolutely, but he can't and, embark uh, on this adventure alone now. <laughs> exactly. He needs a racist ignoramus <laughs> from uh, yeah. the Bronx to accompany. So, yeah, no, that's kind of really, it really, like you said, it's it's very, it's like Driving Miss Daisy meets the odd couple, kind <laughs> of. Sure. There's a huge odd couple <laughs> element where he's uh, accompanied by his chauffeur. His driver for this is like a big, burly bouncer mm-hmm. from New York. That, played by like, Viggo Mortensen. Played yeah. by Viggo Mortensen. That all of the uh, all the people in the, the music world somehow referred to, they all knew, like... <laughs> I guess it's also... What was the uh, Patrick Swayze movie? about? The, it was also Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah where, like, Roadhouse. everybody told Dr. Shirley that, like, you gotta get Viggo Mortensen. This guy's the best bouncer ever. Like, you know. So somehow he heard that he had to get Viggo Mortensen <laughs> to accompany. But he was a bouncer, and then he's, like, this big kind of Mama Maluk, greaseball <laughs> from the Bronx that needs to learn, that needs to chauffeur... Shirley, Dr. Shirley, as uh-huh. well as learn about race relations along the way, yeah. you know, because he's himself from the, like, the 1960s Bronx, so even though it's the North, there's, sure. like, his fair share of prejudice going on as well. He doesn't know any better, you know? <laughs> he's, exactly. uh, he's learning, he's... So there's a lot of them learning uh, about, but and then as well, the classical jazz pianist is like an ultra elite aristocratic, mm. like looks down his nose at Viggo Mortensen for like for sure. fried chicken. Heaven forbid I get my <laughs> fingers greasy. It's literally oh, a scene. Oh, so you in mean like movie. Miss Daisy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's literally a scene in this movie where Viggo Mortensen force feeds this guy his first <laughs> ever piece of fried chicken that he like holds like it's a piece of fucking poison because yeah. he's like doesn't. Want 
want to get his hands dirty. But so that's the level of that's Which the kind of guy we're dealing with. Yeah. And then he's stuck in a car trip with this like messy, sloppy, Bronx fried chicken eating <laughs> yeah, Italian. Exactly. So that was really was really kind of more the you know a lot about race relations, but a lot more about the juxtaposition of those two personalities surviving. Did they uh, by any chance show pictures of the real them at the end of the movie, <laughs> budding it up oh, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we said there'd be spoilers. They're out there. Yeah, <laughs> There's no, a spoiler. They they showed the real Doctor Shirley and uh, Vigo Mortensen. A quote from Ron the Waiter. They're real tearjerkers. <laughs> I, I was watching it and uh, almost crying. <laughs> but uh, this one I felt was probably, in all honesty, my favorite of the Oscar movies. Probably my favorite to win as well. Oh, interesting. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say the most over the favorite. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it was not the. There's not the the. The, the thrill a minute that the favorite was, but I felt that it really did deal with race in a very, like, uh, entertaining way that, like, yes. definitely kept you engaged. Entertaining the way, whole in a movie. well done way. Yeah. They definitely got hammered home. They spoon fed you all of the things they needed to about race relations and whatnot, but in a way that wasn't so over the top. Gotcha. Where it got, where it, you know what I mean, turned queasy on you and uh, it was very entertaining throughout the way, but yet it did hold a lot of relevancy. And, like I just said, compared to the Black Klansman or whatever that people would probably assume had dealt with race a lot. You know, yeah. this one probably dealt with race in a much better fashion, I'd say. And uh, really just overall a well-done, you know, portrayal of the story, keeping it entertaining, but also, you know... Yeah, and unlike... Think. unlike and unlike and some tears along the way. You know, it's a tearjerker. <laughs> it's a tearjerker. Unlike Black Panther, though, this one is uh, loaded with other award nominations. Okay. This one is... Uh, now, this one, me and Liam have talked about before we did this, too, a little shocked. Lead actor... Is uh, Viggo Mortensen is nominated for a lead actor, best lead actor in this film, whereas uh, I know I'm gonna butcher his name, but Marshala Ali. I'm just calling him Molly, Molly. and he rolls hard, motherfucker. <laughs> nice. He's he's uh, nominated for best supporting actor in the yes. game books. Which I was shocked when I saw after yeah. seeing the movie. Me too. That I Very found weird. That out. Yes, that's definitely seems to be a. Uh, I don't understand why. Now the you question. Know, the whole movie is definitely about. You know, Dr. Shirley, it's about the African-American's character's journey. You know what I mean? Like, maybe theoretically the Viggo Mortensen character Does he have more screen time? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, perhaps he has a little bit more screen time, and perhaps he's like, you know what I mean? He's the more boisterous, kind of exciting character in it, just because he's the one sure. that's saying all the quasi But that usually falls things. under best supporting role. Exactly. Like the big, goofy exactly. is more... It's like the it's the other guy's story, you know what I mean? So it's I was really very surprised. weird. Can there be two best actors? You can know what I mean? Or like leads? two leads? Or does I it mean, have we to know be? that there can be two supporting uh, actors just because they're both both the ladies from the favorite yeah. are nominated. Yeah, so two they can both be for supporting, but. For, I don't know if there I don't know if there can be two leads, but I don't think that there should be two leads. I think there should be one lead, and I think it should be for uh, for Emily, Mali, not for he rolls hard, motherfucker. But, uh, so, bunch of awards nominated. No best director, but a couple of the top two male roles are in there. Very weird. Yes, and there really wasn't around. any female. There was a Vigo Mortensen's wife character, but it was uh, a movie that was really. Vigo Mortensen, Emma Lee, there's a couple uh, of the guys that he played with in the band that he played with. There was like a uh -huh. trio. So those guys got a couple, a little bit of screen time. But other than that, it was like 
all it was them those two going through the road so there would be a the scene here a scene there from other people but it was really those guys in like 90 per- I don't there's probably not one scene in the movie that those guys weren't in you know what I mean yeah. like protecting them from the racists learning about not to be <laughs> racist yes and speaking of big fat white racists I guess we should talk about the movie Vice coming out <laughs> when it came out which is also nominated for best picture of course the movie about Dick Cheney um, played by your obvious person you think would play him, um, Dick Cheney. Dick <laughs> Cheney. I'm Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah, somehow, um, somehow Richard Dreyfus must have been busy to uh, play the role. <laughs> so uh, they won the obvious B choice, and it was uh, Christian Bale. <laughs> yes, it was with Batman voice himself. Yeah. Oh, Richard Bale. Dreyfus, his obvious twin, is busy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is Christian like... Bale available? <laughs> We've seen him yes. lose all the weight in The Machinist. Can he put it all on for yeah. Vice? Now, this was interesting. It was an interesting flick, I feel. It was interesting for it to be uh, up for Best Picture because I really f- I felt that it probably should have been up more for Best Documentary. Yeah, sure. Because or Best Comedy. I look yeah. at it as a factual portrayal of, uh, of a detailed <laughs> yeah, sure. events of the... Everything in this movie is 100% yes. true. For sure. It's uh, the word of gospel from Adam McKay to uh, <laughs> yeah. our ears. But the no, this was a very good movie. Guy. I feel that Christian Bale kind of was the lead story in this movie. Where I mean, look, this movie is obviously very based on political lines. I feel if you know what I mean, you're a fan of the. Uh, if you happen to be somebody that's like still a fan of that administration, you're probably <laughs> like oh, those good old Cheney <laughs> days. Yeah. Like you're probably not gonna like it. You know what I mean? But um, you know, so it's definitely if you're somebody though that was. Uh, anti-Bush Cheney and, you know, know, feel vindicated by the story, you're going to love it. It's definitely... I was very excited to see it because I was very excited to see uh, Sam Rockwell playing W. I think <laughs> was just, like, great casting. Yeah, like, he did a great job as well. There was, I feel that was definitely the story of the movie were the acting job. Sam Rockwell as GW oh, man. was great. Amazing, you yeah. You know, as well as... Uh, Christian Bale as Cheney himself was great. Now, there was two different kind of Cheneys in this, yeah. where there's, of course, the old Cheney that we the were Cheney familiar with. Cheney we all know and love. Yes. Yeah. Now, by that point, it was Bale with all sorts of makeup, kind of like uh, yeah. the guy from Churchill last year yeah, that yeah, you yeah. found out was like Tom Cruise. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, no way. But So this was similar about with, with like Bale playing the older Cheney. However, Bale, like most of the movie is Bale is a Cheney stabbing people in the back and being like a yeah. deceitful asshole the as a story. young man. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. origin story, <laughs> yeah, the so origin. to speak. And, uh, and Bale was really amazing in that. He had to put on like 40 pounds, really beefed up, kept the same goofy, like, tight mouth thing that Cheney has going the whole time. Sure, yeah. And was like a real wormy, weaselly, hateable character, much like they were trying to portray. <laughs> yeah, but, I think you can play that well. I mean, we've obviously uh, heard him have great meltdowns on the set of Terminator, so <laughs> yeah. it couldn't be hard for him to just yeah, be no, a seriously. total sleaze bag. Yeah. And instead of that, I guess it's a lot easier to gain 40 pounds than to lose 40 pounds. For like, sure. He's already done that. So, he's done I that for the machinist, yeah. yeah. So easier to, easier going this way. Our challenge accepted, you fucking <laughs> Silly cunts. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like it really does. I feel like it painted the picture of the story that we're all familiar with anyway from the story. So they're mm. not really giving you anything, anything new, new yeah. per se. But uh, so the performance is really kind of where the main story as well was the uh, some of the I felt directing choices from 
uh, Adam McVay, which was another one of the big stories. Is that Adam McKay is uh, directing another big one? Yeah. Well, he had the big movie last year, two years ago, that he won for the uh, Wall Street movie. Adam McKay directed that, the one with like Christian Bale and uh, uh, Brad Pitt, Steve Carell. Okay, yes. So that was his first like big one. Forgot about that because he's more associated with the uh, Funnier Die. Exactly. Yeah. He's like Will Ferrell's writing buddy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what he was. I forgot about that. What was the. I know the movies. I'm I'm losing yeah, it right yeah, now. Yeah, but it sure. was the one we just said. The one that got hit. Brad Pitt can't handle Christian the truth Barrow. or something yeah. like that. But yes, okay. So he did that one uh, to a uh, you know he mm-hmm. he did that which was a more serious movie. And I forget if he won best picture or best director, but he won one of them. Yeah. So he like definitely that. took home an Oscar already. Okay. So it's I not. See. It's crazy to see him though, like doing yeah, like another sure. movie like this. But it also, again, borders on like kind of like oh, it's funny because. Of course, it's got a lot of funny to it. It's Adam McKay doing it. Yeah. There's going to be like a twist of comedy to it. Well, there was a couple of parts that were just thrown in there to, you know, uh, like, again, with the whole spoiler thing. But there's at one point where they do kind of like a fake credits role in the movie where they like to like show you talking about Cheney and then they like finish off. If they do one of those like uh, fake montages at the end sure, where they're yeah. just like, and then Cheney retired in Montana and everything was great. And then credits roll yeah, and okay. it was like a total spoof thing. And then the movie continues. There was a couple things like that that were like really funny, mm-hmm. you know, interesting comedic moments, yeah. but it kind of took you out of it because those were the only isolated moments of, of, like, like, yeah. of that kind of tone in the movie. Like it was a, sudden, a total serious yeah. movie. Yeah, all of a sudden like now it's airplanes. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, out of nowhere. So it was just kind of, and I felt like I had kind of uh, forgotten about the whole jive. serious movie history for this guy. So I kind of was like, you know, I was thinking that it was his his first attempt, and I was like, is Shit, he just yeah. like trying to stick? Is Still he like thrown in his call- yeah. yeah, like is he thrown in his calling card? Which is you know me, <laughs> I do the fake spoof, I do the spoof credit scenes, like so. But other than that, it was like that was an interesting choice. Other than that, I feel that he did a good job, you know, recreating history, and definitely did a good job casting it and whatnot, and all the performances. Yeah, well, this is another one too that's like racking up and Rockwell. For sure, yeah, because it's obviously nominated for Best Picture. Yep. But then Christian Bale, of course, is nominated for Best Lead Actor for it. Yep. Um, Sam Rockwell is nominated for Best Supporting Actor for playing George W. Yep. Amy Adams is uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actress for playing Lynn Cheney. Yep. Um, also, Adam McKay is nominated for Best Director. And it's also nominated for a Best Song by the Eminem song. Vice! Vice! Chicka Chicka Vice! Vice! <laughs> Oh, man, of course I'm alluding to the Venom song that uh, we'll talk about later. <laughs> Not nominated, by the way. Biggest or the snub. RBG song from uh, Jennifer Hudson, the badass yeah. Ruth Grader Ginsburg, yeah, badass dude. bitch, <laughs> Jennifer I'm Hudson. I'm laughing so hard at that. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, definitely a ton of award, ton of nominations for um, Vice. And I guess that would bring us to another one that has a... Uh, a lot of nominations in it, and that would be a, uh, I guess, a Star is Born was another big one, big movie cleanup, tons of awards. <laughs> tons of, uh, tons of awards for this one, nominations for this one, too. Yes, um, yes. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess the two 
Well, I guess the the big snub for this movie, of course, would be uh, the Dice Man <laughs> not getting any Best Supporting yeah. nominations or really, anything. Really, we're burying the lead by talking about Gaga or Bradley <laughs> Cooper learning yeah. how to play the guitar. But somehow they convinced the Dice Man to dye his hair white <laughs> yeah. and play like a neurotic father. Or let's be honest, dye his hair white. <laughs> just yeah. stop dyeing his hair black for a month. <laughs> no, 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 no. He had to yeah. dye it white. Oh, he's uh, dying it white for the flick. Yeah, no, good call. Good call. Not wearing so, his sunglasses. No, but uh, like in honestly, like a legitimately great performance by Dice as Gaga's dad. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to be rooting for it to win the Oscars just, just to maybe Dice see Mango. Dice like collecting a trophy in the background. Like, At least now I'm going to take Mango. this trophy and jam it <laughs> up Lady Gaga's asshole. Do <laughs> <laughs> a little Dice Clay. Uh, rip yeah. it up on, instead of an award speech, just get up there. <laughs> Hickory dickory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man, yeah. So I guess that would be the real reason to root for this movie. <laughs> Other than that, though, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty cheesy. Yeah, it's, uh, it was definitely, you know, definitely. I can see why people eat it up. It's a remake of the movie that's been remade four times. For of sure. course, the last one was old Babs. <laughs> Barbara Streisand was the Lady Gaga. Yes, and definitely a little bit of a uh, you know cliched themes of any type of music industry movie where there's the corporate overlords compromising her artistic yeah, integrity, sure. more or less like, turning her into Lady Gaga. Nobody in her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And nobody believing in her because of her look doesn't suit the mainstream. So lots of those kind of themes. Uh, Devin brought up the remake portion of the movie which uh -huh. when I heard that I was actually very relieved to hear because when I first saw the trailers <laughs> it looked like a total Bradley Cooper ego project wet dream ego where I was like dude is this yeah. fucking asshole now vicariously living his rock star I fantasies rock and roll through star. this movie and now we gotta like pretend like he's got any talent and plus but I no, wanna pretend being fucked up again poor old <laughs> sober Bradley Cooper it was just like yeah. yeah well I'm a method actor so I guess I gotta snort these oxys to uh, get in character <laughs> it's for the character yeah some drink gin for some reason for fucking yeah. two hours. Like, okay, how obviously the least accurate uh, alcoholic portrayal ever? How obviously was that's what Bradley Cooper definitely used to get fucked up on before he went sober? It was just like, and he'll drink gin because I used to drink gin. <laughs> yeah, to like, how is this cowboy rock star not a whiskey guzzling yeah, drunk? Because I, mean, I was like, on, gin on the rocks. They really missed the boat with the Evan Williams sponsorship with this movie. Oh, look at this crazy drunk gin on the rocks, light lemon twist around the edge, two olives, please. <laughs> Do you have Hendrix? Yeah. Can you make a Collins? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, uh... Sorry, sir, we don't have cocktail onions. <laughs> what kind of horseshit bar is this? <laughs> yeah, but was, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper, the sissy alcoholic. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, he definitely was, and all joking, all joking aside, though, his character was, uh, you know, as well cliched as Gaga's, but he really was a pretty impressive performance in the role. He apparently did at least learn how to play the guitar yeah. enough to... He had know, a Willie Nelson son teach him. Yes. He, like, studied, He was mentored like... by Lucas Nelson. Correct. And he played with Lucas Nelson's band, The Promise of the Real, which actually, like, frequently act as Neil Young's backing band. If we're not calling Denzel Washington's son... Denzel is by his real name. <laughs> Fucking Luke Nelson is getting called <laughs> Willie Nelson's son for the uh, remainder of this. The remainder enough. of this. But uh, Willie's son <laughs> mentored Bradley to at least like learn how to hold the guitar, and I don't think that he's actually like.
like shredding Roy Orbison like in the <laughs> one scene. <laughs> but <he's> like, <laughs> yeah, but he like actually learned how to play, and he actually does sing <laughs> even in those live performance scenes, which were really cool recreations. That yeah. uh, actually was Bradley Cooper. It was, and they filmed all those at like real music festivals too, yeah. like in between like the real band set. Like, here's a special treat. Like, what? <laughs> like, how much acid are you kids on that you're <laughs> cheering Bradley Cooper right now? Like, the crowd is going wild. Jackson, But Bradley Cooper was very good. Lady Gaga as well. You know what I mean? The song, like I said, she she yeah. oversings a little bit in the shallows, but she does deliver Ooh. a great performance. And I am convinced well. she is doing a Dice Man uh, impression the whole movie, much like Bradley Cooper's doing a Sam Elliott impression. I'm convinced Lady Kaga was <laughs> like, like, all right. Pointed out Dave Chappelle does a Sam Elliott impression too. They're all doing Sam yeah, Elliott, exactly. and then Gaga's doing Dice, and yeah. Dice is doing like Gaga. Gaga's real dad, <laughs> yeah. like. It was a weird movie, but... A lot of voice choices in it. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of nominations for it, too. Of course, uh, lead actor, Bradley Cooper, was uh, nominated for lead actor. Lead actress, Lady Gaga. And it was even written down as Lady Gaga. It's like, dude, it's the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Maybe call her Nicole. Yeah, no, for sure. Fucking I like how is. she doesn't go by, like, Nicole, Leggy, Lady Gaga, yeah. Thompson. Well, you know, Queen Latifah doesn't Seriously, do it. like, how Queen is she, how is she more later. hardcore than Ludacris and fucking 50 Cent than, like... <laughs> Please call me. I'm I'm Curtis Fifty Cent. Yeah, no, no, exactly, hundred percent. But I guess like, yeah, it's insane that so her Lady Gaga right underneath Meryl Streep is Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. Nah, 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 nah. But uh, all then, in all, though, it was definitely uh, a movie that I probably didn't hate as much as I thought I would. Probably didn't hit as much as I wish I would. <laughs> yeah, but of course. all in all, it was you know what I mean. Although hilariously enough, no best director nod for Bradley Cooper for this. Okay. He started in it and directed it. He's a uh, Best Picture nomination, Best Actor nomination. Okay, interesting. No Best Director And the nomination. director role, I think, is what got him involved in this. This, this was a project yeah. that was like, you know, looking. It was actually... Uh, so this project it was actually a project that was in, like uh, initially kicked up by Clint Eastwood. Yeah, like yeah, in the yeah, early two thousands, he he wanted to, he tried to get Beyonce to do it, and then like studios have been trying to. Now put was he just going to direct it, or was it going to be him like macking with Beyonce? <laughs> would would just be insane? Yeah. Because let's be honest, in the Mule, the movie he just had come out that he directed, like supposed to be his last directing movie. He has two threesomes in the movie, <laughs> and it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? It's like a hundred percent. Yeah, he's like, and this he's scene. Just like, and then the nineteen-year-old decides to blow me. Like, exactly. I don't know. So it's like, now this scene, I want you to do full nudity with me, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, uh, so yeah, lo and behold, that do movie I never. Sing the shallow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that was like. The studios were trying to get somebody on that, and then I guess they got Bradley Cooper to agree with a boatload of money, which then got him involved yeah, acting and, and singing too, and all. Yeah. So I guess after all said and done, he gets rewarded, but not for the uh, the part that really got him involved in the first place. So. For sure. So a lot of that. I mean, again, I think it's a remake. There's re really no directing choices yeah. that were so great. The Moms out there, were... we're gonna rush to go see this movie <laughs> regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. But um, I guess the other one then, the other big uh, musical Best Picture nomination would, of course, be uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bo-rap, as <laughs> I like to call it. Of course. Um, now, this one is uh, another one that's uh, cleaned up at the Golden Globes. Yeah, so far this has been the hit at the, uh, at the awards. Yeah. 
Uh, this is my personal prediction, just to throw it out there, that I think is going to win the whole thing. You're win going Best f- Picture. I don't think – it's not my personal favorite. It's just the one I think is going to uh, – yeah, win best picture. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, hey, that's definitely a sound prediction based on its success at the other awards shows, yeah. which is usually a huge. And it's got clue. everything the Oscars love. You yeah. know what I mean? A biopic, a dead musician, a gay dude. It's like, yes. oh my god, like, uh, just give him the award. And there was as well amazing in concert recreations of the movie. I felt this movie was one of the most fun, entertaining movies that I saw out of this whole flock. Although I'm shocked that it's done so well in the other awards because I didn't think that there was anything like Oscar. I would kind of put it in the same Black Panther boat, where super super entertaining movie, mm-hmm. but really not exactly anything. Yeah. Very groundbreaking, and yeah, like, yeah, very colorful, very flashy. Yeah. The uh, like I said, the in concert scenes were amazing. The recreation of Live Aid is like worth your five dollar AMC Tuesday ticket right there. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the um, like uh, all of those, you know, recreations were great. The it was other than that though, it was kind of just like a you know drug fueled party tale for sure, yeah, which was not really you know what I mean anything overly redeeming about the story. There's really no Nobody is portrayed in a good light in the whole movie. You know what I mean? Freddie Mercury, and this movie as well, had a lot of problems getting off the ground. There's a lot with this movie, man. Like, the director alone, Brian Singer, who's like a big Hollywood creep, has been, like, accused of, like, molesting kids, like, more than once. (laughs) But I guess he was, like, a big drama creep and, like, walked off the movie. But since he filmed over 70% of it, he still gets sole directing credit for it. Yeah, yeah. But even though everybody that was worked on the movie was like, this guy was fucking hell to work with. Yeah. He wouldn't show up. He walked off. Of course, one of the big stories of the movie was that it was initially supposed to be uh, Sasha Baron Cohen attached to it, which is like all everybody first heard that it was him doing the Freddie Mercury story. Correct. I think he left because the bozos, because Roger Taylor from Queen, like, didn't get enough. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. They were like, we want to be well about us after Freddie dies. I was like, what (laughs) the fuck? uh, Nobody else in the world wants that. And also, you're playing him too gay. (laughs) It was like, all right, well, that's fair. Yeah. I guess if I'm coming from the guy that played Bruno, that might have been a bit of a worry. But <laughs> yeah, like... maybe overtopped it. Well, I guess one of the other things about his him being gay, the whole sexuality and drug portion of the movie mm-hmm. is that it was a PG-13 movie, so they kind of had to temper it down from probably Freddie Mercury's actual. Yeah, they couldn't show like... him blowing coke out of his <laughs> yeah. round of assholes. But they did an amazing job at conveying the message that he was blowing coke out of guys' assholes, <laughs> sure, given yeah. it was a P. Like you knew that was going down 100%. But it was PG-13, so they couldn't exactly... Yeah, uh, yeah. Show said starfish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it really was the story of Freddie Mercury and really should have been the... you know what I mean? The uh, Queen was a great band, but they weren't exactly, you know, like George, Paul, and John, all like equally responsible for the success. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, let's face yeah, it, yeah. it was fucking it was Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, as Charles Barkley would say, it was Freddie Mercury and a bunch of Tito Jacksons <laughs> in the band. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was not, it was the Jackson Five. It was fucking Freddie yeah. and then the other assholes. Yeah. So, and that is how, what the movie's about. It's like, you know, the story of Freddie Mercury, then he ditches those strap hanging bozos. Because his manager gets in his head again, the corporate overlords twisting his mind and whatnot. To me, and I guess but, I have to say too that I just I don't know enough about Freddie Mercury to make this an accurate judgment, and I'm probably wrong too because Rami Malek is nominated for best lead actor for this movie, 
But I just couldn't help feeling like he was just doing a really bad Austin Powers impression <laughs> the whole time. Who's in the movie as well? Austin yeah, Powers exactly. Yo, the... Of course he is. <laughs> Michael Myers is in it, of course, because of Wayne's World. Because they, the Bohemian Rhapsody in the fucking movie oh, Wayne's dude, World. Are you serious? He like oh, jumped he never the, put the two and two he together. He jumped on the chance That's to be in the movie. That's such a good call. Yeah, hundred percent. That because I do believe that, like in my years of watching karaoke night go down at various <laughs> places, I one hundred percent Bo Rap is such a beloved song. One hundred percent because of Wayne's World. Of Wayne's World. For like, fucking I don't want to sure, be the dude. asshole from the nineties that says that, but I'm telling you, Freddie Mercury's good, yeah. but Wayne's World was better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like exactly. all right, <laughs> but it just kept being like I did every time. He'd just be like, of course, oh, baby, hilarious. let's make another no, hit you're... song. <laughs> you're right. And we'll shag assholes to it. It's yeah. Like, no, yeah. I just like find it, you know, maybe the reason he's winning is because fucking the guy from Green Book was nominated for supporting actor. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't understand how this guy's cleaning up so much. Like, I guess Michael G, my, they, they didn't nominate Michael B. Jordan. So fucking Rami Malik. <laughs> Rami Malik. Yeah. I don't know as well of him. Bradley Cooper obviously was a different style of vocalist. Uh, I don't know if Rami Malik was, I'm sure he was singing in the scenes yeah well i think he was just doing like a trying to do like a freddie mercury impression too he probably was singing the but scene. like the in concert scenes played. i don't yeah. think that they were filmed like live like the bradley cooper yeah. well, performing when, live at festivals when they made the johnny definitely. cash movie it was them singing it was but this was like but yeah this is big bah, yeah bah, he yeah. would be like an amazing singer for which he might be i'm not sure if he is indeed singing i could maybe see that being why he's winning for the you know sure, the best actor yeah he actually crushed the Freddie Mercury high notes. But uh, definitely, like I said, a super entertaining ride. If you go, you're going to be head knocking, and then you're going to Google, sure. then you're going to YouTube Mr. Fahrenheit <laughs> and listen to that one a couple times on the way out. So you're going to love it. At least you want to go to a sporting event. Dun, dun, <laughs> yeah, dun, no, dun, seriously. Dun. And they really were great songwriters. We will, we will rock you. Oh, I mean. great. <laughs> That's the number one hit, I say. Shagadelic baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you'll enjoy it, but it won't exactly, uh, won't exactly jerk your tears like Green Book will. Yeah, and I guess to go in like a totally different mention then, like because kind of like a perfect example of this too then would be like what it is like a wide variety of movies are on the Best Picture nomination list because you get a big movie like Bo Rap as Liam calls it, and like it's a big, bright, shagadelic, crazy movie, and then on the totally other spectrum like that, you get a movie like Roma. Nominated yes. for uh, Best Picture. Yes. Which is, I guess, a foreign film. Yes. A Netflix film, no And it's less. also as simple and subtle and easy as you can get, unlike yeah. Bo Rap. Exactly. Sure. A classic good indie film, I guess, that always sneaks its way into the Best Picture list. Yeah. There's Super always one. Super beautiful to look wins. at. Yeah. I think this year might be different, though. I think that Roma might be... The uh, the best as well. That's done really well in the other award shows as well. It has much like uh, I don't know if it's won the I think it's won the feature films as well as uh, a lot of the other cast members have won. The girls have won all the awards. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, they're got they're nominated for a lot of these too. And uh, just like Molly's name, I'm gonna butcher every <laughs> fucking yeah. one of them. But like Yalitza Aparicio is nominated for Best yes. Lead Actress. And then Best Supporting Actress, too, is, um, here we go again, Martina de Taviara 
is uh, so it's the main chick and her friend. I'm assuming, correct, or uh, correct. maybe the main chick and her mom. But those the movie really was a performance based movie as well. It's such a subtle, you know. There's it's a it's such a, a movie where such little happens, mm-hmm. but yet it carries such an intensity to it. You Absolutely, know? It's just and the good first story half telling. really has that like ominous nature where you kind of know something's gonna come, and then really not much anything does come. Di- like it's not like any over the top movie drama that ensues, but the way that it was kind of set up in the mm-hmm. first you know act of the movie, whenever anything does happen it seems so intense and crazy for sure yeah you know? yeah, yeah absolutely and like it's caught it catches you off guard it kind of lulls you to sleep a little bit and then her boyfriend says something mean to her you're like oh, fuck, oh geez, jesus that was, yeah. that was deep. but in any other movie that would be like the introduction would be her boyfriend saying that this was like the harshest part you know of course yeah and it was really uh it's difficult to make a movie like that and keep your attention especially if it's a foreign film and yeah, in black and white, it was really amazing how they were able to keep you engaged. And that's what I mean too. Just like what a completely different movie than when like Bo Rap was. You know what I mean? In like picture storytelling style, like the whole thing. I yes. mean, obviously one's a bio, but it just the look and feel are so different. For sure. And it's another it, big. Thing, I find a movie like Roma feel... more enjoyable than that. You know, yeah. more enjoyable. And you can also no, go Roma to the director. Amazing from from that standpoint. Yeah. And another just from as well how you watch it, but. Bo Rap, for example, had the bigger-than-life feel. Roma, like yeah. you mentioned. No one's saying you got to see Roma on the big screen. Exactly. Yeah. And being released from Netflix, being the first Netflix for movie, sure. it's intended really to be watched at home and not on the big screen. Absolutely. Which is a different movie-going experience. And uh, for me personally, one of my problems kind of that I have watching movies at home is I find it very easy to get distracted when I'm at my apartment watching a movie. Absolutely. So when you're watching yeah, Roma you look and it's in black and white and there's no nothing going on for an hour and mm. you have to read the, the language it's, it would be easy to get distracted however this really holds your attention you know what i mean like yeah absolutely it's really amazing the way that they pull that off yeah and uh, create such intensity with kind of you know such little action so to speak but it's good and, and, the the direct- other, and then at the end though too the other big drama dramatic scene at the end of the movie by the way there was a huge spoiler alert by netflix where the whole end scene when the ocean, when the kids go in yeah. the ocean, you know what's going to happen because the picture of the movie on <laughs> yes. Netflix is her hugging all of the kids. Yes. So it's just like, and thank God, because by then I was literally like almost got out of my scene. I was like, holy fuck, the kids aren't going to drown now too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, And then I was like, wait, wait a minute. No, they were no, hugging. I, I know the picture. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the picture. I know it's cool. So Way to go, you dopes at Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You almost got the formula down. Yeah, <laughs> you know seriously. what I mean? Like, You got a best nominated picture out Luckily, there. Don't put the last scene is the movie poster, you assholes. <laughs> yeah, you like, what are you doing? <laughs> but an amazing movie, though. I feel that Green Book and Roma are the two, you know, were the two best pictures, I feel, and the two most suited for the Oscars. Oh, yeah. See, I'll give you my pick shortly. That says you, because coming up now, the one I've been saving for last, <laughs> my personal favorite, The Favorite. Which yeah, is it's my mo- personal favorite, yeah. really. Which is a movie I couldn't get enough of because I haven't seen it. I don't know <laughs> anything about it. Yeah, I know it's nominated for some awards. I couldn't tell you what the fucking plot of this movie is. I guess Best Actress because I know there's no fucking dudes in this movie. Yeah, so. it is. one Best Actress nomination, two and then best, two Best Supporting, two Best Supporting Actresses. Yes. I think the director was nominated. I tell you this, and I'm like just kind of joking around. Yeah, the director Yorgos, another fucking name I can't pronounce. Can we get like a George or a Steve <laughs> out know. there? Whatever happened to the good old days of Spielberg? You know? Yeah, and even <laughs> then, the, when it first happened, it was a little bit Spielberg. <laughs> but this guy's name is Yorgos Lanthiomos. Sure, 
I don't know anything. It just, I mean, your ghost is a killer name. Here's what I know about this movie. Is from the second I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, I'll never see that movie. <laughs> That's a movie that... That's all you know about it. Anytime I see anyone in costumes like that, in yeah. a setting like that, I know I'm not going to see that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing, it's not a sexist movie, by the way. It was just like, it's, oh, it's, it's a 1600-ist movie. Boring fucking Game of Thrones? Sure, I'll watch that. No, uh, this this is the one movie that we have discussed so far that I have not seen either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was shocked when I heard that everybody's re- uh, review on it is that it's hilarious. I do plan on seeing it. However, yeah, I will but see I it. I was shocked when I heard I that everybody <laughs> his reviews that it's hilarious because that was definitely not the tone I was expecting when I saw the <laughs> yeah. same dumb dress. A real Devin fucking did. knee slapper. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, I, when I was told but, how not hilarious yes. Green Book was, I, I was blown it's away. The favorite. <laughs> now you're telling me the favorites, yeah. the comedy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess it's the story of like an English queen <laughs> and then the two maids vying for her love and affection. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's a <laughs> sexual connotation. I think they're lesbians. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's apparently hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, Just like it looks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, other than that, I yeah, don't know. That's the favorite. So I guess that is the uh, the big list. That was all the best <laughs> movies. List. Yeah, that's literally our favorite coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the favorite. <laughs> I don't even know if we're saying that right. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. I'm calling know. it the favorite, and I don't. Yeah, exactly. And I don't even know if that's correct. So. Yeah, I might just be spelling we favorite wrong. We could have I've I've researched all of the other movies as yeah. well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> even the ones I've seen, I googled to make sure I had my fucking facts right. <laughs> this one didn't even pay mention to. <laughs> nope. Forgot so. I was even on the list. <laughs> yeah. Don't even have it written down in my dumb notebook. Uh, Man, last but not least. <laughs> I would say both. Last and least. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's the big best picture list. I guess before we get to our picks. Yeah, those Williams. are pretty much. Yeah, those, those are the uh, movies in the best picture. And also, for the most part, pretty much the movies making up the bulk of the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll throw. Uh, when we do our picks, there might be some other ones. Because we didn't really talk about any of the animated movies, but we'll get into that with our picks. <laughs> we'll do a little anime for Swaggy Q. Yeah, we don't want to. Yeah. We don't want to. We don't want to keep that one out. But Liam, do you think there was any uh, well, a couple other on ones. the list? One of the ones that we haven't uh, haven't mentioned, although it did receive a nomination, so I know that it exists. Okay. However, it got no other respect. But uh, it was nominated for best song. This being, of course, the Coen Brother classic ballad of Buster Struggs. For sure. The Western, the six piece Western anthology. And I thought that was probably my favorite, like, single movie experience of the entire year. And I was absolutely shocked that they didn't get any type That's a of great point. directing. They directed all six of these goddamn things. Any one of them is better than stupid bow rap. Like, how yeah. do they not get nominated for the best? I can understand none of the uh, performers getting nominated because they weren't in the movie. They're you know six different stories so none of it you know uh, none of the performers could get nominated but how the coen brothers got snubbed out of For a sure. directing direct- nomination and you and can't even, even the best picture can you yeah. get best picture being six being an anthology piece absolutely like, can absolutely so can. then yeah. definitely at least a nomination and you can even make the argument well it's a netflix movie it's like so is fucking roma yeah, yeah. exactly and roma's getting nominated so and the coen brothers are definitely like legitimate you know legitimate uh, oscar 
you know, for sure. directors or whatnot. Like they've get respect before. They're no schlubs. <laughs> yeah, they've been around the block. No, they they're know no they're comic doing. book movie dudes. They're not like guys that you know. You're exactly. Yeah. Turning your then another role that I think people did kind of turn their nose down. But one of the other best movies that I saw a year, but uh, Psychedelic Horror Thrasher Mandy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a little bit of a crazy fucking movie, but Nicolas Cage, yeah. total snubsky, not getting, I know it might not be Oscar fodder, and again, but, but come on, one he's of an the Oscar best, winner, he's yeah. a, but geeked up, the geeked up Oscar for best male lead, Nick Cage and Mandy, Mandy goddammit, for fucking. sure. I got two snubs, I think. Uh, one, like I said before, I think the Dice Man totally got snubbed as uh, at least Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. I would say Best Lead, but uh, totally kept me captivated. I would have watched a total spin-off movie, uh, him and his three buddies. Um, I say it every year, every year at the Oscars, because there's usually one now, now every year, but... Uh, no Star Wars Han Solo movie best picture. <laughs> I know there wasn't a really normal uh, no, I mean, Skywalker you know, trilogy, but fucking Jesus Christ! Yeah. I want to see if the Black Panthers on there. <laughs> yeah. I want to see a goddamn Star Wars movie. Black Panthers gets on there. Han gets left off. Yeah, no Chewie, Han, not best as supporting as... actor. <laughs> yeah, right. This one. <laughs> He's still a person of color, kind of, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, you can feel good for voting for Chewie. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Feel... Exactly. Or I guess Donald Glover playing Lando would have been yeah, a better you know, example. <laughs> but I'm going Chewie. I stand by your Chewie. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, but uh, but I guess with that, with our snubs out of the way, our, my, uh, our Dice Mans and Chewies and, <laughs> and Nicolas Cage's, which is, I'm already thinking of a spinoff movie now starring Dice Man, Nicolas Cage, and Chewbacca. <laughs> I don't have exactly down yet, but it's going to be a We Steven Root in there. We can give the Avengers a run for their money, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> easily, easily. Uh, and speaking of snub, Avengers. Yeah, of course, <laughs> but uh. but I guess those are all of our big snubs, and I guess the whole thing of just talking about the Oscars tonight and going over all the movies, it got me and Liam thinking, I think we could take a closer look at this. Closer look, closer look, closer look. We got telescope. Then the microscope, all of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Sam Elliott voice. Closer look. Closer look. You stole my voice. <laughs> Um. So that's this. Uh, I had to get the song on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, episode Andre of- Davi still taking them episode ten emails, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be a very interesting closer look. We put a lot of thought into this one, and it's just going to be. It's just going to be our piss. <laughs> Tricked you guys. Yeah, we're going to take a closer look at the 2019 Oscars <laughs> yeah. and give you our picks. Our big picks for uh, the most the big categories. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, we're going to do our big picks. We're going to we're going to do it bo- much like Freddie Mercury. We're going to do them bottom up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank nice, you. Uh... <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I guess we're going to start with... We're not going to do the Oscars format where we start off with a... Uh, my, why can we start off with a, my, a vaguely interesting one? <laughs> yeah, like to best keep everybody's actor. attention. Yeah. yeah, let's do Best Supporting Actor. Sure. And then we'll... And then we'll bottom bottoms up. up it. Yeah, bottoms then we'll up. Freddie Mercury it. 
All right, so but, I mean, we got to keep the listeners interested. You know, this is our closer look. We can't be. Uh, they don't start off with. Uh, no, 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 no. And we're not doing the whole awards here. Like I said, tune in <laughs> to the real geeked up for uh, all the sound for, editing, for swaggy, swaggy Q and, and Vince's take on sound editing and uh, and D, yeah, of course, and best cinematographer or whatever. You know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> all that whack shit screenplay. So I guess uh, I forget how they do it. I guess ladies first, right? So best supporting actress nominations are okay. The nominees are for best supporting nominees actress are. Amy Adams for Vice. All right, here we go. Here we go again. Marina De Tavira for Roma. Uh, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, which really wasn't nominated for anything else yes. except uh, supporting actress. Yes. So Regina King for best movie. Now here we go. Two. Two of my favorite ladies, Emma Stone for The Favorite and Rachel Wise also for The Favorite. The Favorite. So now, Liam, do you want to first crack at this? <laughs> yeah, no, sure. For uh, for sure, I'll go first here for my supporting actress. Now, I, I like to uh, overanalyze. This is the closer look, of course. Of course. So I like to give it a closer look and look too close and overanalyze. So I'm going with... Regina King from yes. If Beale Street Could Talk, but not because it's really the only thing that it's nominated for, nor because I know anything about the role, because <laughs> yeah. I don't. However, I'm, uh, I'm assuming that the girls from The Favorite, they're going to split the pooch, and because there's two of them, uh -huh. they're going to take votes away from each other, okay. so okay. then it's going to leave for somebody else. And I just didn't really think that Amy Adams, her Lynn Cheney, was like pretty on the back of the list in that movie. You know what I mean? Sure. And then uh, the girl from Roma, I felt again. I guess the mother from Roma. Yeah, or the best friend. <laughs> yeah, whoever, whichever one it may or may not have been, but they did a good job actually. But I don't know. I'm just gonna go with Regina King if Beale Street could talk. Okay, interesting. I was also gonna go Regina King, but um, I think I'm going to actually go, despite what you just said, Amy Adams for Vice because I read that she hilariously stayed in character the whole time <laughs> for like some reason. <laughs> that way, did she method act this yeah, one? For sure, she did. Like she always stayed in character as Lynn Cheney no for some way. fucking bizarre <laughs> reason. Nice. I think even Adam McKay was like, "Yeah, she was always critiquing the way I was dressed," and I was like, "Jesus Christ, dude! Like, why Jesus is this Christ. really the was role?" It that big of a stretch to be a cunt that you needed to like never leave the role. Yeah. So apparently it was, but uh, hats off to her for doing that. So Amy <laughs> Adams is gonna be my pick. Okay, all for, right. Uh, best Supporting Actress. Just because, uh, like you said, Emma Stone, Rachel Wise stealing votes from each other. And also, fuck that movie. I don't <laughs> want the favorite to win anything because it's a movie I would never see. And then I don't want this movie to start winning a lot of awards and yeah, being like, be Jesus coming. Christ, yeah. do I have to watch this I fucking movie? I mean, if it wins Best Picture, you yeah, gotta... Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the one where you think that it should because it's got two-fifths of the uh, nominees, so... Uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But no, not happening. I um, couldn't be rooting against that movie any more than I already <laughs> am. Which will bring us to Best Supporting Actor. Guess what? Nobody from the favorite in this category. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, M. Ali for Green Book. Uh, Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Uh, Sam Elliott for Stars Born. <laughs> um, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell for Vice. Yes. Now, this category, I feel, not to be necessarily usually the most exciting category, I feel like this is by far the best category 
packed full of some powerhouse yeah. performances. Sam Elliott's Sam Elliott's cowboy voice really Jerry set the Ray. tone for that whole movie. Yeah. Um, uh, like sure. I said, uh, Adam Driver was I really felt the main star, star and story of that movie. Well, you could but say he that got about... put in supporting yeah, as well. Him. The same thing with Molly. That's the main thing. And then as well, Sam Rockwell really stole the show yeah, and got so much talk in w. GW. So really a great whole uh, nomination flock there. See now for this one, I guess I'll go first. You want to be our first presenter? This I will. Time. And uh, the winner for best supporting actor is. Yeah, Mali, he rolls hard. Because, again, I'm saying that even more so than Adam Driver, he was the fucking star of the show. Yes. It's about, the movie's about him, man. Like, yes, definitely. So, and he's a fucking killer actor. You Absolutely. Know I mean? No, I'm actually going to, I'm going to save any drama. I'm going to go in the same direction. I feel that he was, uh, and as well, just out of the... All of those actors nominated, like if you mm -hmm. look at them specifically against each other, I feel like he was just the uh, best performance out yeah. of those. I mean, like I said, Adam Driver was a little bit more of a fun buddy com, you know, movie. Like uh, Sam Elliott and Sam Rockwell, I felt were both really not in the movies very much. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean. Yeah, Sam Elliott, where especially, Molly was, was like yeah. the entire movies and every scene, and really yeah. did both. Carried a lot of uh, poignancy as well as just you know, I mean, my kept an entertaining movie. Going. My close second, obviously, was going to be Richard E. Grant for uh, <laughs> Can You Ever Forgive Me? Because, again, who? <laughs> In <Yeah>. what? <laughs> but, uh, sorry, M. Ali, definitely for the yeah. win. So we're both going with Molly on that one. So those are the first two big fun ones. Get your attention. Now and that you're engaged, we're going to... engaged, let's start <laughs> handing out awards for Best Documentary. Okay. So Best Doco. Best Doc. The nominees are Free Solo... Half Country This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap of Fathers and Sons, and of course, rounding it out is RBG. <laughs> RBG. Uh, so I guess it's my turn to go first. Sure. I think this is probably the safest bet on Oscar night that uh, RBG is going to take this one. Really got so much talk. It's really the only movie that crossed over into any type of mainstream sure, release, yeah. which the documentaries really don't. Um, it's the only one, like we joked about earlier, that has a high-budget superstar soundtrack to go along with it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? As so most money good documentaries should. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As most documentaries about, like, you know, 80-year-old with, like, uh, women judges should have a killer soundtrack. <laughs> but great story as well, you know, and uh, I felt just a lot of social relevancy. I feel like the Academy would love to give. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg definitely deserves you know, an applause to the national spotlight. I think that, you know, they would love to be able to give her a platform to go give, give her a little bit of respect and recognition. For sure. And I guess so I feel like that's a safe bet. Although Hell Country this morning was the great doc as well. As yeah. A free solo, that free solo. whack job hanging off of mountains. Pretty no crazy. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think I'm going to say RBG is the obvious winner. I think my pick would be Minding the Gap just because – teenage me my teenage angst is like oh the skateboarding one <laughs> that's the winner right <laughs> all right all right I mean, now there's also an undertone about how the guy realized that a lot of the skaters have like really bad relationships with their dads and that's like a forefront of the movie but uh, they also fucking uh, 180 yeah, ollie also in it tons yeah. of half pike footage yeah, so exactly <laughs> exactly i think johnny not and again killer the soundtrack the yeah, uh, yeah, that's right blink 182 like, does the score yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. mighty mighty boston <laughs> <laughs> Flogging Molly are back with uh, 
So that's my pick. I don't think it's going to win. I think RBG is going to win. Yeah, I feel RBG is the safest bet. But I'm going uh, mining the gaff, baby. So I guess since uh, we were talking about the old power ballad behind RBG, we should go for the next nominee's best original song. Best original song. Now, this is the very special feature on the Oscars where they are are all uh, performed live as well. Uh So that breaks up the monotony of just the awards being handed out. You get to see... But I guess I'll run through the uh, nominees. So for the nominees for Best Original Song are All the Stars from the Black Panther by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Spelled S-Z-A. <laughs> so SZA. Which I was at first when... when uh, when she came out, uh, I thought – at first I got confused. I was like, wait a minute. There's a new member of the Wu-Tang Clan? RZA? RZA now the SZA? Yeah, no. It's but then no, I found it's out. RZA's just a sister. SZA. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It's just some other bitch. Like. Yeah, and I, yeah, I guess it's a good point, too. The reason I'm pronouncing it SZA is because that's how RZA and Jizza's <laughs> pronounce yeah. it. It could be no other way. Then the next is I'll Fight from RBG. Yeah, that's my girl Jenny Hudson. By Diane Warren and Jennifer Hudson. There's now The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns by Mark Scheiman and Scott Whitman. All right. All yeah. right. Mary Poppins on there, of course. Uh, High budget powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shallow from A Star is Born by, now get this shit, Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, Anthony Rosamondo, Andrew Wyatt, and Benjamin Rice. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's a, a pretty long list of people who made that song for... What I was made to believe was just made up in the parking lot of a <laughs> yeah, Win <seriously>. Dixie. <laughs> so there's nine people that worked on that song. Nine. Bradley Cooper, not yeah, one of them. Say, I was going to say nine people. Happily enough, Bradley Cooper, not one of them. Not a one of them. And, and then, also, just a quick side note, like I mentioned, that uh, they performed live on the Grammys, which were last week. Uh-huh. Uh, this was performed live by Lady Gaga herself, not sure. Bradley Cooper. No Bradley Cooper I'm assuming out. on the Oscars, though... Bradley's got to come out. Bradley will be there, cowboy voice. He's got to come out there, and if he doesn't piss himself on stage, (laughs) I'm going to be insanely furious. (laughs) Or at least Ben Stiller doesn't come out dressed like him and pisses himself on stage. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good. uh, That's a good call for a. Bonus for points. parody, yeah. That's my bonus pick. <laughs> exactly. I'm Great bonus parody yeah. pick. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the last song on here, which is a pretty good one, is when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs by David Rawlings and Jillian Welch. Yes, and David Rawlings and Jillian Welch will be the... Uh, performers of the song instead of uh, Tim Blake Nelson oh, of course yeah. who I was hoping for yeah of course <laughs> I was really hoping for him Full to ride white out the yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. yeah, like, on, a, on a horse riding through the whole night acknowledging the audience howdy there audience yeah. <laughs> absolutely well, a little of course, right? yeah. well now my name is Buster <laughs> yeah. Scruggs and this is a song I wrote <laughs> yeah they're really missing the boat by letting these two assholes yeah uh, for sure just because just they wrote it well, as right, long as so. it's not Bradley Cooper <laughs> Or even him in a white suit <laughs> on a horse. <laughs> Why not? the old times So, um, what's your pick on this one? All right, if we're going me, well, if we're going me, I'm obviously, uh, I'm obviously going Coen Brothers yeah, and about a Buster Scruggs. It is a great song as well, and the uh, I have listened to the uh, Jillian Welch and uh, the other dudes. <laughs> uh, what's yeah. his name? Rawlings and Welch. David Rawlings and Jillian Welch. Yes, I have listened to their version as well on YouTube. Okay. It is amazing. 
But uh, so I'm gonna go with that one. Just the sentimental pick. Huge Coen Brothers fan. It was the only recognition for the Coen Brothers. Yeah, exactly. And I think in that line of thinking, I would go in that pick too. If it wasn't for the fact that I have a writing ballot, <laughs> and uh, I'm going for his original song um, "Venom" from the movie <laughs> "Venom" by uh, Eminem, uh, M, our Marshall boy M. Mathers, the real Slim Shady. Oh, dude! If you've never heard it, I'll just sum it up by "Venom, Venom, 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 Venom." That pile of shit. I don't know. That's another huge snub. But yeah, no. Obviously, though, I'm going for when a cowboy trades his spurs in for wings. It yeah, is, uh, sentimental pick, even or or uh, you could or we could easily just as both go uh, Kendrick and SZA. Yeah, for, I mean, that, I guess of like, all the live performances, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most because Kendrick yes. always puts on like a big crazy live show. Yeah, yeah, and it's also the uh, any comic book movie victory that they can sneak in yeah, there. You on. know what I mean? Like we'd love to finally get an Academy, and I think it would almost be better for. Uh, me as well for the comic book movie thing since they're not uh, nominated for any of the other awards or significant awards this would be a good one because I don't think they're going to get the best picture nor do I think that they deserve the best picture but it would be good to finally have one of these things an Academy Award winning you know yeah, yeah. Some, get yeah, another exactly. Academy Award for Some Academy tied to yes. it. yeah exactly you know, they can at least forever say that they are so Kendrick and SZA and the whole tr uh, album that Ken Kendrick produced the entire soundtrack of Black Panther, and the whole album was great, and actually nominated for the Grammy for whole uh, album of the year, in addition to song of the year. But Kendrick did amazing work for that entire uh, yeah album. Yeah, for so sure. He's yeah, well yeah, deserved. Yeah. However, I feel in RBG style, there's not a chance that Shallow doesn't win. Yeah, for <laughs> so sure. I can root for Tim Blake Nelson all I want, but <laughs> yeah. I really hope it doesn't, man. I mean, yeah. Come on, underdog Mary Poppins. <laughs> Just get in there. And let's all find out where the place where lost things go. Um, so I guess that'll take us then, speaking of Mary Poppins, to our next our animated feature. She's cartoony at some point, I think. Yeah. So I'll run through these. Our Magical, anyway. The uh, animated feature nominees are uh, Incredible 2, Incredibles 2, uh, directed by Brad Bird, Isle of Dogs, directed by Wes Anderson, um, Mirari, <laughs> directed by Mamoru Hasado. <laughs> so, remember that one. I know who Swaggy Q's voting for. Yeah. <laughs> Some anime <laughs> from that yeah, dude. For sure. <laughs> uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet by Rich Moore and Phil Johnson. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Bob Percoschetti, Peter Ramsey, and Ronnie Rothman. Yes. So, I'll go first pick at this one. And, uh, and this, I'll, yes, you can get first pick, but again, just uh, like the supporting actor. Very tough call. Two very worthy nominations here. This is another one of the toughest uh, toughest awards, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, not so much for me, because I guess, much like Black Panther, I'm going to obviously go Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Let's get another comic book one out there. Yes. I will say that I loved Incredibles 2. I'm not a big Pixar movie guy. They kind of just... I get yeah. why people love them. But sure. I love the first Incredibles. I just recently watched Incredibles 2, and it was great. It was yeah. just as good as the first one. Super entertaining. That would be a number two pick. The Spider-Man one, though, was just fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. Ralph Breaks the Internet. I don't know if it necessarily deserves to be on there. Um, Marari. Um... Much like the favorite, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think I will ever know anything about it. 
And then the last one is probably where I'll maybe go in my uh, pick because, like I said, this is a, a stacked category with uh, The Incredibles 2, the big high-budget yeah. one that you might think is going to win. But then, and then The Spider-Verse was an amazing animated movie. Yeah, it was crazy. honestly one of the best animated movies, probably the best of the bunch. Yeah, I However, would say. However, for me, I've got to go with the last one that you hadn't mentioned, the sentimental favorite of mine, uh-huh. but Isle of Dogs for by sure, Wes man. Anderson, who honestly... Another love great Wes Anderson. film, too. Honestly, man. it was not my favorite. I was a little disappointed because I thought I was going to love it, and it was not my favorite Wes Anderson work. I was like a much bigger fan of you were more uh, of a Mr. Fox kind of guy. Mr. Yeah. Fox was much better. Yeah, I felt. for yes. sure. Yeah, and um, I was a little, I was just a little. Di- I saw the trailer, looked amazing. I literally, in, in a true story, a behind the scenes geeked <laughs> yeah. up true story. I didn't want to go see it with Devin because I was afraid to tear up in front of him. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that it was a movie. It was like a cartoon about a dog. I was like, I'm there's a good chance I'm gonna fucking cry during yeah. this thing. <laughs> and I didn't. So I'm a little disappointed in that. Oh, However. I would love to get Wes Anderson a uh, an Academy Award for this one because a uh, big fan of his. So sure, a little bit, I get in, that. And much in my Coen Brothers theory, Mark for Wes Anderson, so I'm going to go for that one. However, Into the Spider-Verse was amazing and definitely uh, hope wins. Yeah, However, would my not be pick. surprised if Pixar pays him off. Yeah, I mean, there's two big ones like You that. wouldn't normally think animated feature would be a big one, for, but for me, yeah, that's a pretty stacked, that's a stacked yeah, house right yeah, there. Yeah, very uh, exciting one. So that... Will bring us to, um, I guess, director. Yeah. Best director. So the best director nominees this year is Spike Lee for Black KKK Ansman. <laughs> um, Powell because they got sued by the Jerky Boys, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I still feel is the best. Uh, <laughs> the Jerky Klansman. Uh, Pal Palowski for Cold War. Yorgos Last Times for The Favorite. <laughs> um, Alfonso Curion for Roma and Adam McKay for Vice. Yes, those are the big director picks. So I believe this one is my turn. Go Again, on. Again, like I said, I love to overthink these ones. As well, I gave a little bit of a spoiler alert before. I think that uh, Alberto Caron, I believe his name was Alfonso. Uh, Alfonso Caron uh, probably is the most deserving of this award, as Roma, like Agreed. I said was able to achieve so much with so little, and a lot of that has to go in whatever magic he did to keep me engaged, you know what I mean? Like, it was uh, something about that movie was so great, and I can't put my finger on it. I think he is responsible for that. However, I feel that we might be going down the Lifetime Achievement Award for Spike. And you know what? I'm totally happy with that. I'm not uh, even saying that that's not fair, warranted. Definitely, he deserves it. It was definitely a great job. In the yeah, movie. I'm agreeing with you I on feel this in one. In Scorsese fashion, I feel this is by no means Spike's best work. However, but I feel it's time to give it to him yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. and I think you're right with that. I think Spike Lee is going to be the takeaway on this. Um, on my vote too, I agree with you. Would be Alfonso Cuarón. If I had to say who I absolutely don't want anywhere close to fucking winning this award <laughs> is that asshole with the goofy name from the favorite. 
Again, I don't know. Yorkis is a sweet name. I no, know what a fucking sweet name is? Is Paul Pawlowski? Curly dude. brown hair. You're gonna want him named Yorgis, I'd say. I'm going Paul Pawlowski is uh, a badass name that I want to <laughs> see uh, read for Cold War. Yeah. Which uh, you know, another one of these movies the that not a best picture. Must nom- be so bad. Not Paul a best picture Pawlowski. nomination. Not a uh, best actor. Best actress. None of yes, that. Yes, I didn't even. I didn't see it either. I heard it got great like indie movie chat though. Yeah. It was. Uh, I've heard. Great things about it, but, but he was best director nominated. Powell Powellowski. Yeah, bring us to the award for best lead actress. We have a couple of names on here, man. <laughs> Yalitz Aparicio for Roma. Yes, she was the main girl from Roma. <laughs> All right, then we have Glenn Close from The Wife. Um, Olivia Coleman from God Damn It, The Favorite, <laughs> Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born, mm, interesting, and interesting. Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Interesting. So on this one, right off the bat, jumps out at me a couple of uh, first time mentions on the show so far. Yeah. So a couple other movies that got paid no respect except great lead performances. However, okay. I think the obvious choice for this one is uh, is my Senorita Princesa uh, <laughs> Yalitza? Yalitza Apricio from Roma, who uh, who honestly did an amazing job and really carried that movie. There was so much little else except Cleo. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think she did an amazing job, and I feel that in a movie that's been clean that A was amazing and B has been cleaning up an award season. I have yet to give it anything, so I feel it's time I give something to Roma. Yeah, okay. So lead actress and definitely deserved as well as these other movies, I'll be honest, I have not seen The Wife or uh Can You Ever Forgive Can Me? Can you ever forgive me? I get a feeling that Melissa McCarthy might take it for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Just because I've heard people say that. Yeah, because it, this, the, the Glenn Close, the wife. I have no idea what that movie is. <laughs> she plays the wife. I'm assuming and, uh, <laughs> she plays the wife. Yeah, not just the wife. <laughs> well, she's best leading actress. Yeah, so I'm I assuming so. she's that's the true. wife. That's true. That's true. But you know, those are the kind of movies. But, but uh, what about Gaga? There's always joking. Gaga. There's there a big. Is... There's a big Gaga hanging out there. I don't. Has think... she been winning the? I don't think she's won the uh, other award shows. And However, I don't. Could think you she not see maybe. a speech with Gaga up there? Like. Yeah, I mean, obviously I could, but I hope she was deserving of it. I mean, honestly, if she won, I wouldn't, like, cry too much of a foul. I definitely feel the girl from Roma did a better job. But Lady Gaga really did do a very impressive job. She carried that movie musically, which I think you have to give consideration towards. Yeah. You know, know, just... I would be all right with Lady Gaga definitely over Olivia Coleman from (laughs) The Favorite. (laughs) Because so where are you going? Are you going Gaga or Yalitza? No, I'm going to go Melissa McCarthy. Oh, you going Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, okay, I'm going to nice. roll. I'm going to roll a three. You're going to go to the dice. All yeah. right, nice. So Melissa McCarthy gave a pretty prediction. hilarious speech as well. You know, yeah, uh, she's hilarious. <laughs> she's like the female version of Ron the waiter. <laughs> 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 Who knows what antics we're going to do? So then here is uh, before the the last award before the big one. Yeah, it's like 11 right now. It's like 11.30. Yeah, this the DVR is already end. cut off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I guess we're never going to find <laughs> out. But uh, the nominees for Best Lead Actor, don't worry, no one from oh, The I Favorite. I forgot about this one. I thought we were going to picture already. Yeah. No one from The Favorite. I is forgot in, uh, how long these goddamn award <laughs> shows are. Exactly. <laughs> they take a while. So Best Lead Actor, Christian Bale for Vice. Uh, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born. 
Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate. <laughs> Rami Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody. And Vigo Mortensen for Green Book. Oh, jeez, thanks, <laughs> thanks for the nomination, folks. I would have never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> I just hope he doesn't drop the N-bomb in his speech. If yeah, <laughs> like he did in the press tour. Oh, my God, how have we not brought that up yet? So, I guess, is this me, I'm thinking? I didn't think it's me to pick this one. Um, hard vote for Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely the sentimental choice goes Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I, I did not know. I did not see the movie. I understand Me he neither. plays Pablo Picasso. So yeah, okay, sounds pretty sick. Gotta be yeah. honest. So Gotta kind be. of like a biop sneaking up on <laughs> Rami Malek because I feel like Rami Malek is a big favorite for this yes, one. Yes, I feel like Rami Malek's the huge favorite given the fact that he's had so much success. In awards season so far. This is one I could see anyone winning, though. Yes. Every one of these guys. I would not be surprised. Every one of these guys definitely has a good chance. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go, however, uh, with, I mentioned him early, I think that the Academy, I, I mentioned him earlier, I think the Academy loves when people gain weight, <laughs> <laughs> although Stallone got hosed for that one movie, that for Time Cop or whatever. Copland. <laughs> for Copland. Yeah. But uh, uh, Christian Bale really did carry that movie as Vice President Cheney, and especially, like I said, the younger Cheney days, mm -hmm. he really beefed up. And uh, really did a good job carrying that role. So I don't know. Out of all of – and like I said, that movie was so performance-based, I felt, after walking out of it, I really felt that that was the main thing. So I really feel like he was – out of all the theaters that I left, he was the main one that I was impressed with afterwards. Sure, okay. So that the makes most sense. I was. So I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Christian Christian Bale. Bale. Oh um, yeah, like I said, and my again, heart. I'm going to be rooting against Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Nothing personal, but but there's no I one for the favorite in this movie. <laughs> Had to root against someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, no, I just don't want it to like further the chances that I ever have to see him fucking <laughs> whip out the acoustic live at a concert that I'm at. You know, sure, <laughs> I mean? sure. Like I just have that nightmare that I'm at a festival and like Bradley Ladies Cooper does a sit-in with government mule Bruce Willis style, but insists to be called <laughs> by his character's name. Oh, here comes Jack. In America. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess my heart goes with Willem Dafoe just because. Way to sneak one in there, bro. Yeah. Um, and because who, who Lord only knows how telling his weird as acceptance speech would be. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> thanks. Um, but I think. You say Chris Bale? I think Rami Malik is going to get it for Bow Rap. Yeah. For sure. Which I guess would bring us to the big one, the Best Picture nominations. So we already went through them earlier, but we'll go it again for the uh, closer look. The Best Picture nominations are Black Panther, Black KKK Linesman, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, oh my God, uh, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. So... A lot of crazy ones out there. Yes. Um, We've ran through them all already. We've given you our uh, thoughts on the movies individually. Correct. So we don't really need to do that again. I say some things to knock off the list immediately. I think uh, by them giving Spike the Best Director Award, which I definitely think is going to happen, we can knock Black Clegg... KKK Ansman <laughs> off the list. You know? Yes. I don't think it's going to win Best okay. Picture. Okay, all right. We can knock that off on the list. In the same uh, vein, maybe, we'll stick in this racist world to knock the other black one off the list. Yeah, but Black I, Panther, I don't as much as I would love to hell. see 
the you know first ever comic book movie come home with the all time Academy Award. Just see, even though, despite my feelings before about it not being the best and most deserving comic book movie, even of the year with the Avengers out there, would love to see that. However, I think that they threw it a bone by nominating. Yeah, it, I don't. Which think... was well deserved. You know, thank you for the the nomination. I However, would say that's my heart's pick, but uh, yes. there's no goddamn way in hell <laughs> Black Panther is winning. I guess if we're going to knock another one off the list, allow me to uh, go yeah. ahead and line up this golf club and just fucking chip the favorite yeah. right the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. For no other reason than, goddamn it, I don't want to see this movie. Yeah. So having said that, then, that's pretty much leaving us with Bo Rap, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Yes. The real list. The I real did. list. I feel like. These, so uh, for me, I can boom, knock off Vice, knock off Bo Rap. And knock off Star is Born, which leaves me with uh, Green Book and Roma. I felt the two best movies of the year. Uh, very different, both uh, very enjoyable for different ways. Sure. Um, it's a really tough call. I hate to kind of take political on it, but I've just got a feeling that we might see uh, Green Book take this one a little bit more for being rewarded for its uh, social relevancy than for its like artistic accomplishment you know sure, Roma was really such an art film a green book was really so much more of a you know socially relevant poignant kind of film and i feel in 2019 that uh the uh, the academy loves to kind of reward that kind of thing and rightfully so it's better to kind of tell a uh uh, a powerful tale like that in this day and age, I suppose. Sure. Just make a really pretty art film, as uh, as was Roma. So I'm going Green Book, going and Green I Book. definitely feel like it will be deserved, and uh, we'll get to see uh, we'll get to see Viggo Mortensen <laughs> on stage, hopefully not taking lead on the uh, acceptance speech. Well, thanks a lot, <laughs> folks. Um, I'm going to say I can knock off Vice. I can knock off A Star Is Born. I can knock off Roma. I can knock off Green Book. I can uh, having just leaving me with good old Bo Rap. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is gonna take it yeah. this year, not because I wanted to. I just think again, it just has everything. I feel like the Oscars look for yes. in a movie, like the biop, the dead musician, <laughs> the gay guy. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like I mean, there's a lot of social relevancy. Also, not just the gay guy, but there was obviously the uh, Freddie Mercury, whole homosexual, you know, yeah. you know, thing as well. But also the AIDS. Thing. Yeah. It says like it was a lot about AIDS rights and he did a lot for AIDS awareness for and sure. everything like that. Like it would be a socially relevant choice in a lot of ways to pick Bo Rappin as well, just for the in concert recreations as well. Deserving and a super, super entertaining, fun movie and a good theory given the fact that it's won all of the awards so far. Um, but so yeah. definitely a good call. We'll see though. And, we'll uh, see. And we'll again, it wouldn't be a crime if it won. I'd say the only true crime would of course be Oh my god, the favorite. <laughs> I don't even want to say it again. I feel like I'm really Beetlejuice like in this situation. I like how we started off by both admitting that we hadn't seen this, <laughs> and it somehow turned into... Yeah. <laughs> a scowling, a scowling <laughs> review of... And again, it's just because I just don't want to see the movie. Nothing against the movie. Yeah. I just don't want that to no, fucking watch it. All, yeah, all he's saying is that if it wins, the more it wins, yeah, the more the, he's going to be pressured into seeing this goddamn thing. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I do really, and if it doesn't win any Oscars, it'll just be a period it'll piece be a movie that, that went we'll away. Now I'd be talking about next <laughs> yeah. year. Exactly. We don't want to turn this into Bridges of Madison County or whatever where it's... Yes, of course. So I guess that would be it for our closer look, end of our picks, and uh, usually would be the end of uh, our episode. But before we go and let you geeks out there go start grinding out these Oscar movies, 
We, uh, me and Liam have a couple announcements to end the show with for you nerds. <laughs> yeah, a couple of big special announcements here on the Geeked Up podcast. And I guess, uh, Liam, do you want to make the uh, your first announce the first announcement here? Yes, the first one is uh, I've spun off and started uh, my own podcast on the Big LW SoundCloud page. All right, that's uh, called Jammin' World Podcast, and it's me going through all the big news and talk in the world of music. Disregarding all the whack shit, oh, shit. on a monthly basis, I'm gonna be coming at you because Devin's not uh, not jam bandy enough. I'm not jamming <laughs> enough. I'm know? more into the whack shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm more into the Venom album. <laughs> Venom, exactly. Venom. You <laughs> called me up, telling me how much I got heard of this Venom album. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? You're off the new podcast. All right, <laughs> you're on that whack shit. But don't worry, I was able to sneak myself onto the second episode there. So uh, yes, and he is uh, featured on the episode number two, where we talk about the kind of musical connection of the Oscars and uh, go through the Grammys as well as the rest of awards season yeah, if you didn't as get well as we talk Oscar about talk here. Firefest if you want to hear oh, the Geeked yeah. Up Boys take on Firefest yeah definitely sure you check download out this, so that's on the Big LW uh, SoundCloud page yeah the Big LW Jammin' World Podcast where he makes you call him the Big LW too <laughs> when you're on the show, he refused to let me call yeah, him and if Liam. Yeah, email don't ask <laughs> the Liam K. Yeah. You guys don't know me from here, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, God, hang out favor, my name is Newman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and I guess the uh, that uh, I guess the other big announcement would be is we do have another Geeked Up presents kind of spin off. Show much like the other geeked up guys. <laughs> yes, we're uh, we're branching out. We're doing another show called Netflix and Chat. Yes, which uh, this one again is me and Liam, and it's a show where we watch randomly all the different Netflix original movies and giving you guys our review and take on it. Yes, amongst other hilarious. We give hijinks. you the uh, we give you the chill, ill, or thrill. Yeah. <laughs> the chill, ill, nil, or thrill, baby. Yeah. There's a million movies in the goddamn Netflix, you know, Roma being one of them. Yes. It's an Oscar nom, so make sure to check that new podcast out, and that'll be on actually debut with our Roma episode as well. Yes, so that'll be coming out. That'll be coming out within the next couple of weeks, I want to say, and I guess Roma would be the... uh, we picked out the random one, and Roma's going to be the first movie we're watching on this yes, Netflix. Yes, in honor show. of its uh, Big. accomplishments in the awards season, get nominated and being up for Best Picture and all, the first Netflix uh, production to uh, re- receive such award accolades or whatnot. So we're going with that one to kick off the series, and then from so, there we're going to be randomly going through the Netflix catalog. And that'll still be under the Geeked Up page, too, because yes. it's a Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat. For sure. It's just a different take on... Much like the Geeked Up show, the uh, Swaggy Q and Vince and the Boys, they're going to keep the Geeked Up show going. Yeah, they're going to keep the normal Geeked <laughs> but Up. This is going to be Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat, and that's going to be housed here on the... Uh, Geeked up page. Correct. And we'll come back every now and then for a good geeked up special. For sure. Summer movie previews oh, coming yeah. up. Oh, yeah. There's, still, uh, there's still lots to talk about here, too. But So, yeah, I guess look out for Netflix and chat coming out within, I'd like to say, next couple weeks. For sure. First episode to be aired. Shortly I guess after the, the Oscars. The yeah. Big LW's Jammin' World podcast already has at least two episodes out there sure. as of recording this right now. For sure. So you can go back you and check, check those out. Check that out on the uh, on the Big LW page, and then here on the Geeked Up page, we've got our whole catalog of hits. As oh, well yeah. As we we've got more new stuff coming out for you that, guys. the Netflix and chat show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of big news here. A lot of big news. Tons of uh, new stuff. Hope you guys will enjoy it. 
Hope you guys keep listening. And that's going to be it for our big Oscar geeked up third annual presentation. <laughs> or maybe fourth, but... I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. And remember, yeah. guys, if you're not working tomorrow, why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? Hey! Ooh, baby! It's time to get geeked up! Hey. It's time to get geeked up to stand up. Comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech. Stuff you ain't up on yet And if you are hooked We're gonna go and take a closer look And no show's the same We always got a different game Always got a different game Hey, hey Ooh, baby It's time to get geeked up